beat nuts, Mr. Meth. You know how we do. Se acabó. Free drinks on the house. Welcome to MTGP Australia, a podcast showcasing the up-and-coming Muay Thai Grand Prix shows right here in Australia, with your hosts, Kevin Fuller and Darius Douch. And welcome to episode 11 of the Moitai. Welcome, Boondog. Welcome. welcome. Moitai Grand Prix podcast. Oh, let me do the intro first, Kev. Okay. And then, then you join. It's not the way it works. <laughs> in today's episode, in episode 11 of the Moitai Grand Prix podcast, Darius and Gavin break down the main card of the October 14 of the October 14 show at Curtin Stadium. We also have a brand new WBC state champion, and also we also have in Perth another WBC world champion. Champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. Welcome, boys. <laughs> Welcome, Boondog. What an introduction, Darius. What well, an introduction. Yes. Well done, <laughs> happy Sunday, everybody, to those listening or whatever day it falls on. But happy yes. Sunday, D-Dog. Happy yep. Sunday, Still recovering, yes. Boondog Dini. Thank you. How and, are you? And Good to see you. And Boondi's better put CJ out of a job with an intro like that. <laughs> Sorry, CJ, but you better look out, mate. No, Boondi's CJ. fine for. Mr. Rose has a good job, mate. I think hey, how he's good was CJ's intro of the see? world? Very good. The world total fight. He, he was did, amazing. He did make. He did say WMC. He did say WBC. He did. He quickly. He quickly. He did. I actually did say that. But you know what? I actually said to him, "I hope you're not going to lose the distinctiveness of your voice, given you've lost all that weight." Because have you seen how much weight? Yeah, he's lost. Unbelievable. He's lost about thirty kilos. He's looking good. He's looking good. So I said to him, "I hope you." Your voice is very deep. <laughs> it is, so at least we didn't lose the uh, charismatic side of him. So no, yeah. we didn't. He did an amazing job. Well, how are you boys feeling? That was a big night. I that was a very big night. So just starting to recover, to be honest. It's yeah. been, been a hard week. Yeah, I'm just saying, to Darius, just saying to Darius offline, uh, my legs were torn for about a week. Uh, but yes, there, I saw my good friend Pierre from WA Sports Massage. Another nice. Sponsor, is that another, big sponsor? Sponsor, another sponsor I'm trying to work on, Darius, for 2024. <laughs> so watch <laughs> this space. Yeah, but Pierre worked his magic on me yesterday on my legs and my elbow, so I'm feeling about five dollars now. So I'm feeling a little bit better. And to, to put that's in pers- that, that's put that's the perspective what we're saying, sorry, about three bar. to put in perspective what we're saying. Yeah. And I know the show had a bit of glitz and glamour, and it looked it all was fine, brilliant. But behind the scenes, I suppose they don't see you know Gavin and I there at seven a.m. with our team, and uh, you know there to Saturday morning seven a.m. We're there at three a.m. the next day. So it was, uh, was it twenty it hours. Was, it was a twenty-hour stint yeah. at the venue, and it got to the stage we were picking up tables at almost three o'clock in the morning. Those those tables that people sit on, and there were plenty of them. Um, <laughs> they were all folded down onto the floor, and at three o'clock in the morning, I literally after twenty hours, I couldn't bend over and pick the table Seized off the up. floor. I had to go to the highest pile and grab the top one because I just he was tired from bending over so much <laughs> I, I was literally my, my legs were cooked I just after 20 hours straight I just couldn't Actually, I couldn't, I I couldn't bend down that far we do I knew I was cooked then it was a big it was uh, mate congr- no, it was honestly a, a, a great night uh, congratulations on a very successful night the crowd pop um, when the world champ in, in, at the main event when the world champion came out and then then um, Alex came out the crowd that crowd pop it was brilliant the crowd was amazing it was and loud and we probably should just take this opportunity, Gav, um, you know, 
the Perth people, oh. absolutely amazing. Mm. And I said this before, I'm, I'm going to say it again in a nice way, and I hope no one takes offence, but th- we literally had hardly any coverage at all from Over East. Any of the... Uh, I know. A few people m- might have mentioned it and posted it, but there mm. was hardly a thing from anyone on, on, I suppose, on their pages or podcast. And Pinky, po- t- p- and, um, Pinky the, always. Pinky's yeah, always Pinky's good. Pinky. Besides Pinky. It, and, yeah. and, and Cy obviously reposted quite a few things. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. um, Ariam did as well. But, you know, there's a lot yeah, of there's a lot of Muay Thai fun. kind of pages over there. And, and, and other than Oz Muay Thai. But my point being is that the Perth people, I mean, we do have, and this is very biased, but this is just a fact, sorry. It is a fact. The Perth people are by far the best Muay Thai supporters in the country. I think combat sport in general. I think we love our combat sport here in Perth. Yeah, and you only had to look at the size of our crowd mm. to realise how much they come up in droves. But, you know, the, you know, we had Nick Atkins here, who's a, a long-time promoter with Infliction. He's the owner of Fight HQ, and a big thanks to Nick again for getting on board and Thank sponsoring you. us. He could not believe, um, he couldn't believe the size of the venue and he couldn't believe the amount of tables we had. So he just said, over yes. East, it's just the, yeah. the fans don't come out like that. So, you know, we are very, very thankful. Um, and from Gavin and I and from Nick, a very big, a very big thank you to all the, the fans, the gyms, the coaches, yeah. the fighters that sold all their tables that come and support. Um, the team behind it, the MCs, the doctor, the kids. Everybody, Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. But, Everyone. But I'm just talking about the media. Yeah, but just yeah. the people that I'm talking about the people that paid, you know, had to pay for a ticket to come, yeah. and no, you know, we were packed out. We, we couldn't fit another table. It was 120 tables. We, we had people wanting to buy a table on the door. We couldn't even do it because it was just full. So, to those people, thank you very much. And uh, and the uh, and and the card and the fighters didn't didn't uh, didn't disappoint either, guys. I don't think we had one stoppage, did we, in the pro card? No, no stoppages. It was tough heads. Yep, beautiful, <laughs> beautifully matched, great Muay Thai. Um, and uh, you know, to not to have one stoppage mm-hmm. in eleven pro bouts just goes to show how how how, how great it was. I just or even bouts. I want to mention the team, the Nolsey team. They were they, mm-hmm. they were brilliant. They were very nice. Um, very ho- very um humble. Humble. Yeah. Very humble. Very you know? polite gentleman. Yeah. I mean, well deserved. I mean, he's a well. Uh, 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 Lyndon is a well uh, was a well deserved uh, world I champion. I don't think we've had, and we've had some great people. Yeah. I don't think we've had a better fighter in Linden on the show who's a personality, yeah. a world champion, everything rolled into one. He just, you know, he made that bout with Alex. Obviously, Alex is a, a personality himself. But, yeah. you know, Linden's got his trademark image with his bowler hat and his, and his beautiful curly thick mo there, Gav. Yeah. Um, and, you know, his pink hair. And he, but, he, you know, he just made it, I thought. He just made the spectacle of what it was and, and, and gave the WBC World Heavyweight title match just that, Bit of extra oomph. oomph. Yeah, he's that a showman. He's, he's a, def- a showman. He definitely that's, that's is a showman. Word. He's yeah. definitely a showman. And to boot, just an absolute great guy is he and Christian as well. Christian's yeah, the great. bit that I think, I think I commented on it um, to a few of my friends afterwards, but I just want to touch on, um, we'll go to the fight as well. Yeah, we'll get I to that. I just want to touch shortly at the end of the fight, the speeches and the class. Oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll touch on that. We'll get on that. But Lindo was full of class. He's a, it, no a classy. It both was it was both both both, both speeches yeah. winners. The winning the winning humble humble winner and a gracious loser. You know it was it was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful. Um, it was it was a great night. Anyway, guys, let's get straight to let's get straight then, let's get straight into the uh, main card and we're going to start 11. we're going to start with the with the we'll with start the with this event. one then we'll go and back what to was the yeah. event. Dog? The WBC. Heavyweight World Championship of the World. No, hold on, yeah, one of those belts. <laughs> <laughs> so the main event, <laughs> WBC. Right first time. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
WBC World Heavyweight title, Alex Roberts versus Lyndon Knowles, proudly sponsored by our new sponsors in Melville Hyundai. And once again... Who's that, Darius? A big shout-out to Melville Hyundai. <laughs> That's <laughs> Ryan Handen and Tim Oliver. And uh, dealer principal there, Carl DiVigilia. Thank you very much to those three guys. And for any folks out there who are listening in the market to buy a new Hyundai or a used vehicle... Please get on down to Leach Highway um, in Melville, to Melville Hyundai, ask for any of those guys and tell them that uh, MTGP sent you. Or an A30 or an A20, they will help yeah, you Yeah, and they'll look after you. Okay, wow. Hashtag Hyundai. Where do we start with this bout, guys? Oh. Um, it had everything, you know. Everything. The, the, from, from the weigh-in. Um, the weigh-in was class. Both boys, both boys close to the same weight. I think 104, 105 kilos. 104, 105, that's right. And, uh, you know, Lyndon surprised me at that weight. I thought he was going to come in a, a, a lot. A little bit lighter. Yeah, a lot, a lot lighter versus Alex, but they were the same weight. Don't know if they were you the next day. You wouldn't look at though, would you? Looking at Alex's frame and his muscles and the size of him, and then you look at... Lyndon, they've both got Stock different here. body types. Yeah. Like coming in at the same way, I reckon most people wouldn't have thought about that. Because I, I actually thought Alex Correct. was going to come in at about 105, 106, which is whereabouts he was. And I thought uh, Lyndon was going to be about no, 94, 95. Yeah, no, no, 95 to 100, I was thinking yeah. he'd come in at. But so, yeah, they both surprised me, to be honest. He probably Not need, so much he, Alex, but more Lyndon. Yeah, he probably realised where Alex would be and just wanted to have that extra mm. that extra weight. And for the listeners out there, it's you know it's 91 kilos plus the heavyweight division, yep. so it doesn't no really matter. No super world. Yeah, no yep, heavyweight. No Super heavyweight. Um, look, the fight, um, you know, it was really interesting. A, a couple of things I, I thought that perhaps Lyndon at first and, and throughout the fight, he probably struggled to find his range with his kicks, mm-hmm. uh, quite a few kicks and misses. Um, the surprise for me, and I shouldn't say a surprise, but I just thought Lyndon's unpredictability with his hands from what I've seen on his previous fights uh, w- would be um, a bit tricky for Alex. And I thought, mm-hmm. I thought perhaps Lyndon would have the better hands Alex would be the stronger clincher. He'd be the stronger kicker. Mm. But Alex had better hands as well. Yeah, well, um, if you watch some of the pre, pre-fight uh, promo videos that uh, were pushed was out sharp. there, Alex was working on Spags, his hands with, the boxing with coach. Spags. Yeah, and yeah. some of the... It was <coughs> what I call the 45-degree angle. If you look at one of the shots that was captured on the on the fight, there was one that comes in at a 45-degree yeah. angle. Left hook. It's a left uppercut slash hook, and it yeah. comes in, and you can see all the blood and the splatter. That's a great photograph. And, yeah, Alex's hands really surprised me. He's got that sneaky shaft. hook. Yeah, He's got sneaky that sneaky hook. hook on the left that goes yeah. behind, the guard behind the guard and clips right. right in the ear, and he, and he, he landed that with his uppercut yeah. many, any, many times. If there's any accolades, I would probably say that Alex's hands had... Had, had improved and improved oh. a lot for this fight. Not so much his kicks, because he's got big kicks for a heavyweight. Always had good kicks. Yeah, and mm. his clinch clinch is very good, as, as I talked about pre-fight uh, towards the podcast that we talked about, Alex's clinch. But yeah, Alex's hands really surprised me for this fight. I, I think notably with Alex, and, and, and Kevin Noon made a big point out in a couple of his interviews, obviously Alex went from you know state WA champion, this is all WBC here, of course, WA champion to national to international and now and world champion. Mm-hmm. Done it the and, right way. And I've watched a lot of Alex's bouts. In fact, every single one of them in, in WA at least. Um, I saw his kickboxing one over East last year as well. Um, I don't know, I've refed him many times um, against Riddler's boy Luke Miller quite a few times yeah, and then his first fight. But w- one thing for me was that was Alex's fight of his life. That was his best fight. So he he he, he rose to the like occasion. a pro, like a professional. He rose to the occasion, yeah. and um, not not so much saving the best to last because he's got a long way to go yet. He's oh, got yeah. he's got to defend it, and now he's going to be hunted. People will come out the woodwork They're after him. Gave our MTG page LinkedIn, uh, sorry our uh, Instagram <laughs> yeah, yeah. our Instagram messages is quite funny. We've already had heavyweights <laughs> messaging us. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. We've got heavyweights <laughs> messaging us asking to, to fight Alex. So yeah. let him know. have a bit of a rest first. Yeah, of course. Him. 
but he's the he's the hunted now. But what I'm saying yeah. is he that was the performance of his life so far of his career, and he he really saved. He really, you know, everything was to that point. Well, did you everything hear what, he's done? Did, yeah. Well, did you hear what Kevin said in the pre-fight uh, after the weigh-in? They were talking with Alex, and he said, "Hey, I remember you hitting us up and yeah, on the, on in the page post. and yeah. saying, how do I? That was how amazing. Do I climb, how do I climb the rankings?' And obviously, it's the best you know, way. Kevin said he didn't know that he was with uh, the pit, but so who the hell see, is this guy? <laughs> you know, the, he's, as I said, Darius, and you touched on it. Uh, Alex has done it the right way. No one can say he's been handed any chances. No, he's legitimately fought his way. And you know what? It's a testament to himself. What is he? How many fights he had now? Nine, seventeen, seventeen fights. Seventeen he's fights. The, he's become the WBC heavyweight world champion it's amazing yeah. so it just shows you the pedigree of the pit pedigree of his training but also the pedigree of himself as an ad- athlete and the dedication to himself you know because yeah. some people like when you get to a certain level numbers are just numbers but you know mm-hmm. we were talking about it on the pre-fight if we remember like oh Lyndon's had 90 what was it 90 95, or 90 90 95 90 fights 90. but between them both in the fight it didn't look that very different no, in terms of fights, did it? So that's no. a testament to Alex, really, yeah. uh, in terms of his of his fights and his stature, and his and probably from my side, his hunger to climb, and he has climbed and to get the world. Yeah. There's, the there's no doubt. The world. There's no doubt that he wanted it. <laughs> he's, no he's doubt. From day one. Yeah. But I just want to touch on winning and losing. The, to me, the buff, the buff winners. You know, Al, absolutely. Uh, Alex I do want to talk about himself. Indeed. Very well into that fight, he wanted no shit that. Talk he could between s- them. As you said, Darius, the destiny he wanted that belt so yeah. much. Yes, you know. And if you listen to, we touched on it, but if you listen to what Lyndon said at the end, he said, "Oh, I could have cracked in and and fall on given the sword up. and given the belt away." But he said, "Fuck it, I'm here." Excuse my words. He said, "I'm here to defend and he pushed the title. Hard I want to, to push hard and mm. make it a worthy, worthy winner." So you know. Lyndon uh, is a, has been a testament to WBC, a great what champion a guy. and graceful in his defeat, but also to Alex as the challenger coming in. He was also grateful and respectful towards Lyndon. Yeah, and look, Lyndon all the way to the end, you know, I spoke to him in the ring straight afterwards and, you know, he knew he'd lost before before we got into the judge's decision. He, yeah. he said he'd lost, but he said, mate, he said, fuck it, I tried as hard as I could. Um, I, I wanted to pack up and go home halfway through. He said He's that tongue-in-cheek. He's got a hard head. Yeah, but, he has a hard But head. he pushed and tried his heart out and, you know, there's nothing more you can do to that. And, you know, if you ask me, I'm, I'm not WBC and I don't run WBC, but Lyndon deserves a rematch. 100%. Oh, a- yeah. And I'm not saying that with, with our promoter's hat on. Of course, we'd put it on here, but, you know, Al already said... You got your hat on? He's got his hat on. I've got my hat on. He's yeah. got his hat on. <laughs> got, got the MTGP hat on too. <laughs> but Al even said in his interview that he would go over to Lyndon's backyard yeah. to, to pa- repay Lyndon the favour, which is... Class. Uh, just absolute class from Alex. It was class of Lyndon to come here yeah. um, and defend his title. Alex uh, has offered to do it again. Whether that happens, whether they come here, whatever, but, geez, you'd love to see that again, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Can I just zone in on to the strategy? What do you think the strategy was from both camps after we now, we, now we've seen it? You mm. know, I, t- I talked pre-fight that I said... Uh, I think Alex would be the stronger man towards the latter rounds of his clinching and saturating the energy, which I think he did very well. And I think that's the bit that took the fight for me. But what do you reckon the game plans and what do you f- did you see the fight changing or evolving through the rounds? And, and what do you think won it, Darius? Uh, f- for me, definitely Alex's... And I, and I commentated this fight and I was calling in the first round for Alex to, to change a little bit. But mm. um, it was obvious for me that his hands... And wearing wearing Lyndon down in the clinch and just bullying him with his size and leaning all mm. over him, putting that that heaviness on him, that was definitely. Do you think the elbow the in round two was a bit of a decider as well? Do you reckon that could 
do, do you reckon that stopped his vision, or do you reckon that was for for Lyndon? Yeah, because um, Lyndon got cut in round two. I right? don't think it stopped his stepping elbow. Yeah, it, that was really interesting because yeah. that was the f- that was the round that all judges gave to Lyndon. Yeah, he um, won round two. I was calling um, the first round was, was that round one or round two? That was round two. Round two. The yeah. first round was close. Alex won the first round, but it was still pretty close. And I was I was commentating saying because of Lyndon's unpredictability with his hands, I just mm. thought Alex should have played the long game. Mm-hmm. Now, how wrong was I? Um, because Alex's hands were amazing, and I wasn't. And you know, no disrespect to Alex, when, well, I know he's. I know he's got good hands, but his hands were better than what I thought he was. Mm. So that's why. I'm, that's why I'm saying he fought out of his skin. It was his best fight of his career, mm. and he had those hands. And I mean, he nailed Linda on that uppercut and that li- and that hook many times. And, and Alex said to us the next day at lunch, he said. Mate, Lyndon is a tough boy because he laid <laughs> yeah, some. So, yeah, he laid the hardest shots, hands right? on people, yeah, and shots. he's and Alex drops people with his hands, and he mm. he gave Lyndon everything. So prop, props to Lyndon for eating those punches. Mm. Um, so yeah, to me, uh, the game plan was definitely Alex's boxing, mm. um, and and the clinch work, and just you know being heavy on him and being in his face. Lyndon mm. did drop, uh, well, not drop him, but he no, did he rocked rock him. him. Oh, he rocked he de- him. He, de- he definitely rocked him in that second mm. round. Rocked him with yeah. an elbow, right? But rocked him with yeah. an elbow. Uh, was it an elbow? Yeah, but look, Alex had the presence. Um, literally, was it five seconds afterwards when Lyndon came rushing in, Alex got him with that elbow right across his eyebrow. And it was a, yeah. it was a really Is good that when he cut Right across the elbow. Jeez, one, right. one of the worst spots you want to get a cut because the blood goes into your eye. Yeah. But, but a big props to, to, to Ralph. In the corner, and um, and, and to Lyndon, after did a great job on that cut, and then Lyndon did a, did a pretty good job for the rest of the bout mm. to protect it, even though Alex was hunting for it. But also at one stage, Alex changed, and I thought it was a very smart move. He stopped hunting for the cut, and he worked the body. Yeah. If you remember, he was punching. Yeah. He was really nailing some very heavy shots on, on Lyndon's body, and you could see they were hurting. Lyndon's very tough, obviously. Um, but yeah, look, it was, it was an exciting fight. I thought it was Alex's hands... Uh, that one, I thought Lyndon at one stage found it hard to 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 find his range with his kicks. Mm. Um, he was coming into those spinning back fists. He, he yeah. did miss a few times, but 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 Lyndon was dangerous. Mm. You just didn't know if he was going to clip Alex. Yeah, I'm 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 calling it Boondog. I'm saying that this is going to go down as one of the WBC, not just the WBC, just but just as a heavyweight Muay Thai fight. I think this is going to go down as one of the ages as the great fights. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think so as well. Well, I mean, it, it was. I mean, both boys fought the hard out. Um, Kevin Noon was ringside as a as the supervisor of the WBC. Boss. He enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. He said it was an amazing fight. He was very impressed. Um, it, you know, obviously knows Lyndon. Very impressed with the way Lyndon handled himself. Met Alex for the first time. Was very impressed with Alex. The way that he handled himself, and you know what a um, a personality that Alex is, and you know Alex and Lyndon together, both big personalities. They just really made they um, sold the fight. They, they sold the fight. They just made an enjoyable yeah. enjoyable experience for the whole show, and for everyone that was you know fighting on the undercard and and the pro card to be able to fight on the same night as those two. I think it was a pretty cool experience mm-hmm. for some for some so fighters. Thanks to both gents, I'd both like fighters. I want to see it both again. Both corners for getting the fighters ready and for both fighters coming in there and giving it the role. Yeah. And also, let's, mm. t- let's touch on it now. Uh, yes. The speeches at the end. How class were both class. fighters at the end? Yeah. Yeah. And you see the, the Perth crowd at the end when Lyndon yeah. stopped, they were coming to the ring shaking his hand. Yeah. yeah. Lyndon's hand, trying to chat to him, shaking yeah. his hand, yeah. telling him. And Snow these are some of the guys that... Um, Alex's well, Yeah, Alex's area that... that you know, the Perth boys, the Perth guys, they were, shirt, they were yeah. good enough to acknowledge. Yeah, our, Perth, yeah. our Perth crowd, let's touch on that, Derek. Yeah, the Perth crowd was class and they appreciated the, that Lyndon came to Perth and was the Students champion. of the game, yeah, our sure. Perth crowd. Yeah. Well, look, with so many tables, um, the grandstand was absolutely packed. Packed. The, the standing area for GAs was packed. It was, you know, it was a pretty proud moment too, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I, I went up I went up to the top of that grandstand, took some footage and uh, took some photos and... Uh, 
yeah, the, the the ring was a long way away when you when you stood at the very back. So it was, you know, it was it, they were definitely squeezed in. Um, great experience for the people ringside to be in that environment because it was just so loud and exciting oh, when you brilliant. walk through there. It was brilliant. Yeah, but look, yeah, getting back to Alex and uh, and Lyndon, I, I don't think we could have asked for a a better uh, a better bout. Um, there was no eight counts and great man event again, Darius. Yeah, there was no there was no early stoppage. It went the distance, and it was a spectacle. Um, I don't know what else there is more. To say about it, unless you've got something to add. Three world champions now. We've made Shannon Gardner champion, George Mann champion, and now Alex. Yes. yes. Three WBC Perth champions. And the question will be, George. will Jordan Godwinson be the WBC world champion in a few weeks' time? I think yeah. so. I, uh, four. Uh, out of Perth. Four out of Perth. Yeah, yeah. that would be How incredible is that for our yeah. little state? That's I'll, I'll digress here, but watch that space. Eh? And WA More Time Media, watch the... Jordan Godfrey yeah. Conference. We, we, we definitely fight out of our weight division, pardon the pun, for our, for our population <laughs> for Muay Thai. You know, Dubra is in a great place. Um, and a quick touch on that. And Kevin Noon, um, he he, um, he he told us on the night I men- mentioned on the commentary. But how good was it? What a great what a great job George Mann did centering. Ooh. Yeah, and well, guys, that was his, that I, was his I first can say title. this hand on heart yeah. with a little bit of experience in, in, up my sleeve. That. Yep. that was a difficult fight to ref. Uh, when they when they, <laughs> they were when they were clinching and falling over each other and, <laughs> and slamming each other into the ropes, that was tough to control. And George, well, force driving at you. George, yeah, George did a great job. Uh, he was covered in bloody shirt, wasn't it? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. It was quite funny. But um, uh, you know, Kevin mentioned it's the first time in history that a current WBC Muay Thai world champion uh, was wrestling wow. a world title WBC world title fight. So there's a first for Perth as well. Yeah. And for George Mann, well done. Congratulations. Well done, Georgie uh, boy. He's fighting for a world title as well, isn't he? He's, he's fighting on Rebellion. In rebellion? In a couple is it a world weeks. title? It's yeah. a world title. He's Wee. defending his title. defense against Whoa. Daniel, Daniel Huge. from Majestic Gym. Yep, yep. Well, anyway, big, big let's, bout, let's, get back to, let's get back to the Muay Thai Grand Prix. Yeah. <laughs> so, look, uh, uh, is there anything else to talk about with Alex and Lyndon? No, um, I would just like to We praised them that many times, I think, I already. Like, I know. I'd just like to close on thanks to both gentlemen yep. for putting on a great fight. It was a spectacle. And I'd love to see the rematch. Yeah, uh, look, we should probably mention Alex Roberts. Half of Perth came out to watch him <laughs> fight. Um, he sold, um, you know, uh, uh, he, he definitely broke our record for amount of table side. He's a very popular boy, is Alex. So big thanks to Alex. We know what that's like to be a fighter and then trying to concentrate on your on your prep and your camp and your weight cut and, you know, you've got all your mates hounding you for tickets. I know it's uh, not an easy job to be a fighter in that situation. <laughs> and uh, Alex did it nice and early. He was done and dusted more than a week before the show, I think, um, professional that he is. So big thank you to Alex for organising that and uh, to all his mates and fans and family that came out to watch him. Well done. We Thank are you. here at Muay Thai Grand Prix yeah. in Perth, Western Australia, and I'm joined by the newly crowned WBC heavyweight world champion. How does that sound, Al? Oh, it's a, it's a dream come true. This has, been, uh, this has been something I've been working towards for 10 years now, and really the last five, I was like, this is, this is uh, what I want my life to be, and this is what I want to what I achieve, to be a world champion, the WBC world champion, the most recognised belt in the sport, and... Uh, to achieve this tonight is like a massive, massive uh, accomplishment of my life that I'm, I'm never going to forget. So I think this is, uh, this is the pinnacle so far. You know, I know you've answered a lot of questions so far. You've obviously, you know, been up on stage. You've been interviewed by Kevin. One thing that stuck out to me that Kevin actually mentioned to me just a moment ago was that before you were actually fighting, you sent WBC a message to say that you were going to be a world champion before you were even start before you even started out. Can you tell me a bit about your journey? since then and what compelled you to, to send that message? Oh, I, was, I think I was originally checking to see what the exact weight divisions were because <laughs> back then there was, a, there was actually quite a lot of different weight divisions for heavyweights. There was a 95, 105 and 105 plus. And then uh, I think they changed that over to the, the same as the WBC boxing where it's just everyone over 91. So I was just clarifying a few weight divisions because 
I knew I was going to be fighting for a title soon, uh, a state title at that time, and I wanted to know, make sure that my weight was on check. So you've obviously known from the start that you wanted to be a world champion. Yeah, this was uh, this is a goal of mine from the start, and it's just uh, I just had to get to that each next level. So it was on the, it was on the board. It's been on the board for a few years now, and I've just ticked them off one by one: state champion, Australian champion, international champion, and now we've uh, we've reached the the pinnacle, the world champion. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it's obviously I've known you for quite a few years now. You, you were my physio when I hurt my back quite a few years ago and I've watched no, you. Pissed. Yeah, you did. Um, and I've watched you climb the ranks and, and, you know, even from a state title level to a national, international world, now world. Um, it's been such an inspiration to watch you. I don't actually think I've ever seen a heavyweight uh, carry themselves and do the things that you do. Um, to be a champion, such as, you know, like your training, the way you train, the way you eat. Uh, you're obviously a physio, so you're very in tune with that. I have never seen that in another heavyweight champion. Um, so hats off to you. Can you sort of give us a bit of a rundown of what your, your prep looked like for this? Was it any different to before? Uh, no, it was a great prep, as always. I just had to rehab a few injuries that I, I sustained uh, before the, the, the previous fight. So... Uh, we we got, got to work on them and, you know, had to keep them in, in under wraps before the uh, world title fight, but rehabbed everything and then had a great camp with Roy and, and, and the boys and Clint. It was uh, it a solid six weeks. I'm always fit at, at, at any moment. I can take a fight on short notice, but I was fit and then six hard weeks to get the fitness up to the next level because Lyndon is incredibly fit. He's one of those guys that can just push the pace the whole fight. He never quits. So I knew I really had to bring my A game and be the absolute best version of myself. So it was a huge camp and uh, it obviously paid off. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone watching in the crowd today was just, we were just on the edge of our seats. It was an incredible fight. Um, I think it was very well matched. Two, two of the best in the world uh, fighting it out on home ground. Really incredible to watch. Um, just lastly, one thing. Obviously now you've, you've obtained the title. Um, you're now the world champion. Like Kevin said, you've, you're, you're the, the king of the hill. The, the wolves are going to come. Um, who do you think you want your first defence to be against? Oh, we'll just have to look at the rankings and see, see who's up there. Um, of course, Lyndon just came into my hometown and he fought me uh, in here in Australia, in Perth. So if he wants to rematch and we want to do it again, I'm happy for them to fly me over to England and I'll fight him on his hometown and we'll do it again if he wants because he's, he's been a great champion for many years now. So he deserves that if he wants it. Um, and otherwise, then, yeah, it's, uh, it's really we'll see what offers come in and uh, what's available and then we'll go from there. Sounds amazing. Um, just lastly, is there anyone that you'd like to thank? I know there was a lot of people in the ring just now, um, but, you know, the top sort of five people. Well, number one has to be Fawn. She's uh, my amazing partner. She also fought uh, three fights before me and got the win. She's an amazing partner and, uh, and doing training camps together has been absolutely fantastic to have someone to share the journey with. Uh, of course, my team, uh, Roy, Clint, Blair, Wayne, Sam, everyone who holds pads, everyone at the gym that's always there sparring with me, the new guys coming up, Ashby, who, who puts in a lot of rounds with me and put on a great performance again tonight. So I've got to thank them. I need to thank Muay Thai Grand Prix for giving me these opportunities. They've given me, sorry, the international title opportunity and now the world title opportunity. So Muay Thai Grand Prix have been absolutely fantastic. Gav, Darius and Nicola. So thank, special thank you to them and then to every sponsor, every fan and everyone out there who come to see me fight and give me that support. I could feel the love out there. I had hundreds and hundreds of people getting behind me and it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think most fighters are lucky to get a couple of tables, but Al pretty much sold the event out. So here you go. So amazing. Well done. Um, we're all very proud of you. We're proud to have another world champion um, from Perth. Really amazing job. You fought really well and I can't wait to see what's next for you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you. Let's go to uh, the bout rest of the one. game. Bout number one. Okay. Uh, this uh, first bout is uh, Ash Woodhouse from Mandra Muay Thai versus Suwat Sirawan from Raw MMA. This was 65 kilos, 3 by 3 sponsored by our amazing friends at Salt Float Studio in South Perth. You've got your voucher right there, Bundy, so I hope you go <laughs> hey. give yourself a bit of luxury this Just week and go and enjoy that. Be present. Be in the moment. This was a... Um, I don't know how to describe this fight. Um, it was a surprise for me in, in many ways. Um, not, not, not a surprise that Ash Woodhouse at 19 years of age came out with very high work rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was swinging from the rafters. He had body shots. He had head kicks. He had great angles and great movement. And he really put the pressure on Suwat from the very start. But I just thought, you know, Suwat didn't get going. It's always important to win round one in, f- in a yeah. three-round fight. And, and Suwat, he didn't pull the trigger. Now... Not from for the scoring, just for mentality, I, I think. Just just ru- work rate, anything. And from mm. what I could see, Suwat wasn't hurt. As much as Ash really put it on him, and Ash peppered him, let's let's be honest here, Ash mm. really give it to Suwat um, in highs and lows, hands, elbows, kicks, you name it. Um, Ash gave him the full platter. <laughs> Suwat just kept walking forward the whole, the whole the three rounds. The, the and cheese and the uh, grapes. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, but, but what I'm saying, Suwat was tough. He walked forward. He smiled back. It didn't seem like any th- all the stuff that Ash was throwing him. It didn't look like Suwat was overly hurt. Mm. I just think Suwat needed to pull the going. trigger. Just he just did going. not get going. Maybe a five round or more. I don't, I don't know. But certainly for three rounds, you know, mm. Suwat lost each round convincingly. Um, however, he didn't seem all that hurt. So I just thought it was a bit strange. Mm. Um, Ash just literally teed off at him for the whole three rounds, mm. and see what Suwat just got. You know, he just took a while to get. To get well, it probably just didn't get going to be honest. So mm. that's my recollection of it. Uh, I have watched it since the night. Uh, what do you think, Gav? Yeah, I think I think as you rightly said, um, Ashwood House, a young strong boy trained by his dad at Mandra Muay Thai, mm. at nineteen years of age. So he'd be wanting to represent his gym and his dad well, and his brothers and that his have fought bro- before him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So good kid. Yeah. So as I said, in a three round fight, in a three round fight, even though you can get a knockout to even it out in rounds two and three. For me as a coach, it's always important. I always give feedback to try and win round one. Yep. Just for the mentality to come away winning round one. But uh, yeah, I don't know if five rounds is more suited to I mean, Suat was never going to knock him out because he just yeah, he didn't throw anything. You know, He just didn't get going. And we know how silky, mm. smooth Suat's skills are. So I mean, I, I, I don't know what the reason was. Maybe he was just waiting for that right moment to, mm. to throw. But yeah, he kept coming forward in that barrage Suat and didn't seem... F- too phased or upset mm. from Ash's strikes, but he just kept eating them. So is Ash one to watch out for, Darius? Ash Look, a- Ash is a Definitely. huge prospect, 19 yeah. years of age. I think he's, what, nine or ten bouts now, eight mm. bouts. He's um, on the pro card. Kilos. Do you reckon he's going to move up, 67, 69, or do you reckon he'll stay at 65? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I haven't had that chat to, to Rowan. Um, I, I'm not sure how his weight cut goes, but he, he's a tall boy. Oh, that's he's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. 19, I reckon he's going to step up in the next yeah, two mm. couple of years. Yeah, at that weight. Maybe he moves up to 67. But 65, certainly, he's got that advantage with advantage his height. He's weight. just got, those, thinking, yeah. got those long limbs. Big yeah. levers, mate. He has. And, yeah. he, and for, for a kid at 19... He's not shy, is he? No, he's he, not. From the get-go, he just starts throwing bombs, and and his work rate, he doesn't stop. Interesting. Does so not stop. So he's got a bright, he's got a bright future. Look forward to having him on the show in the future, and who yeah. knows what could be in store for him moving forward. Yeah, he's so got a big fir- future. So first fight winner Ash Woodhouse, watch this space. Yeah, didn't yep. didn't mince his words in the uh, post-fight interview as well. No, he didn't. But are, <laughs> we, are we playing the interviews after? Like you, we did. Would you like? To yeah, do I think yeah. we should do that. Uh, yeah, we we'll, we'll, we'll play the interview. Yeah, yeah. So people can. 
um, listen to his interview. Well, have a, uh, just, just, just listen how cheeky <laughs> Ash can be. Winner of the first fight of the main card, Ash Woodhouse. Um, what can I say? Absolutely dominating performance. All three rounds I had it um, for Ash. Um, obviously, Ash, you came out, came out strong. You, you landed a few of those high kicks and then you had some low kicks, elbows. I don't think there was anything that we didn't see in that first round and that sort of continued through to the, the second and third round. Was that part of your strategy um, or was it sort of something that sort of just came out when you got into the ring? Um, sorry, I got a bit of a cold. It was a bit of strategy, a bit of he's been out of the ring for three years, he might be a bit nervous, so put the pressure on him at the start, hopefully scare him a little bit. And um, Yeah, I was also a little bit nervous because... He's however many years older and have how many more fights. So, um, yeah, wanted to come at him hard. He hasn't got that, I mean, not to talk bad of him, but he hasn't got that much heart. So I want to put him on the first round, have him a bit scared, second and third. But, yeah. Certainly certainly worked um, that strategy because he did come out and, um, you know, he landed a couple of the sweeps in the first round, but you came back and, and gave him a few of your own, plus, you know, low kicks, high kicks, mixing it up with some of those uh, tomahawk um, elbows, which was really cool to see. Um, I'm actually surprised that he didn't get any cuts in that fight. Um, but, yeah, really amazing fight. Um, can you talk through just briefly about your, your fight camp and how you felt going through that? Obviously, coming up against um, a tie, very experienced. How did you feel and what sort of did you work on throughout your camp? Um, a lot of the camp, we just worked on aggression. And just being fitter, being stronger, kicking harder. Um, knowing he was Thai, we did try and stay out of the clinch a little bit more. Also, him being older and a bit shorter, he's quite a bit stronger. And so I was worried about him in the clinch. But um, once he started getting in the clinch, the hours and clinching, the gym started to feel natural. So I was able to get some back of my own. But um, yeah, game plan was just come in hard, train hard, get, have fitness, have strength over him. But uh, yeah, it was good fun. <laughs> Um, and is this your first fight on the on the May card of Muay Thai Grand Prix? No, so um, my the Muay Thai Grand Prix in February, I had my first professional fight, and I was also the opening bout on the pro card. Amazing. Well, you definitely um, have shown what you're capable of. You. Um, so, what's next for you? Um, bit of rest and relax. Maybe jump in one more at the end of the year, and then maybe one more next year. A couple more next year. Amazing. Okay, well, um, lastly, um, obviously, amazing fight. Is there anyone out there that you would like to um, thank on the live stream here in the show um, in your corner? Um, a big thank you to all my corner guys. Big one, my dad. You know, he's pushed me through heaps of it. Um, brothers, George, yeah, everyone at the gym that wished me luck. Yeah, it was awesome. Amazing. Well, well done. Um, on to the next one, hey? Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Fight number two. Now, this was the WBC light flyweight state title um, yeah. between Amanda Rahim from Sunset Muay Thai. And so we're stepping up that girl. And Danny oh, Russian from Riddler's Gym. Now I'm, I'm, getting glad said, I'm glad you've said that, Boone. I just want to interject there, Darius. Because, Go. Yeah, a lot of people have been indirectly or directly giving Amanda, um, to me anyway, a little bit of stickers to why she got another shot. But let me just say... Yeah, let, <coughs> let me just say as a, as, a, as a promoter and a coach, Amanda's always putting a name forward for the highest and biggest tests. So that is and a fights out of her weight division Correct. just to get division. a fight. Yeah. So big props to Amanda. Uh, and just as my words to Amanda would be, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, Learn sure. Losses. Keep going. And, and look, Amanda's single-digit fights. I don't think she's hit. She hasn't hit ten fights yet. No. Danny's in her twenties, mid twenties, not her age, <laughs> which could be. I don't know. I'm talking about her, you her, are her experience. Um, you are Danny. Danny's got far Go more Danny. experience. Uh, before we get going, though, this fight uh, sponsored yeah. uh, by new sponsors. Class, class on grass, on grass. and how class magnificent were they for us, Gav? Them and Abaxa, yeah, good father good, and son team, good, 
good uh, good little um, friends of mine. Good love their Muay Thai, don't yeah, they? They love their Muay Thai. They love the fight scene. Dad's heavily into BJJ, so yeah, they're actually finished. Great my, guy, the old man. My gardening. So thank you to our second sponsor of the night, Class on Grass. Grass. So if you need any landscaping guys, get in contact with Class on Grass or Gab, Nicola, or myself direct, and we'll put you in touch. Jesus. Check out their social. Check out their social. Who's this guy on the microphone? I oh, know, Gavin. What's going on? Let's go. I don't have oh the talk as much. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, this was for the um, state title. WBC. Yep. Now Amanda came out and won that first round. Um, I believe she won on all the judges' scorecards. Certainly strong won it from, from what kick. I saw. Good strong push kick. Yeah. Look, she she really um, she she dominated Danny, and um, you know Danny um, on that back foot was letting Amanda come in and and, 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 and attack her. The aggressor walking forwards. So yeah. Hands. And not speaking out of school here, but. Um, uh, Danny wasn't really coming back with anything that first round. Mm. Now, I don't know what Riddler said to her, but but obviously he, he's told her to step it up, and as Amanda comes in, you've got to do something. You've got to kick, you've got to step to the side, yeah. The rest of the fight, Danny's uh, kicking on the back foot was... Do you reckon the mindset changed in round two, Darius? Oh, I've got no doubt Riddler got in her ear and told her, um, mm. this is how Amanda fights. She comes forward, you're on the, yeah. back, foot, you're on the back foot, let's use some IQ, yeah. and let's attack as she comes in. And you know, Danny just went backwards for the for the rest of the fight, like she did that first round. But every time Amanda came in, Amanda wore body shots with the, sorry with the with the kicks to big the body, kicks, big kicks, um, and the teeps. But those kicks from Ama- from Danny walking backwards were spot on. Mm. And you know, Amanda's throwing punches and she's copping kicks to the yeah, body, and we all know how hard yeah. kicks to the body are and how they hurt, and you know how they uh, can affect the scoring if it's an effective strike, if it's clear and uh, with force and of you know power and. Um, if there's, you know, not defended. And, you know, Danny was getting through with those kicks. Mm. So, um, look, so as much as... Uh, look, I always give props up to Amanda. Um, she's 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 a great warrior. There's no doubt about it. Um, she fought Danny with far more experience than herself. She fought Fon on her last fight, right, out of weight class. Um, yeah. And we know how good Fon is. Fon's proven to just, you know, she's, she's a star in the making. There's no doubt about that. So, um, Amanda's last couple of fights on our show... She's had two bloody hard fights, let's um, be honest. There, there's no one else in WA putting their hand up, really, exactly. to fight Fon and, and, and Danny. And Danny's always very hard to match. Right. Very hard to find someone in Perth to fight her. So props to Amanda. Um, and 48's not easy to find opponents. Correct. Yep. Um, props That's to Danny. Small. Um, That's small. Danny's interview. Put with that in your pocket, Boondy. Danny's <laughs> interview uh, with Victoria Beautiful was, interview. Was, was amazing. Full very of emotion. Candid. Yeah. Very candid. Um, props to, for, to Danny for speaking out. Uh, for those uh, listening, hang on and listen to her interview. I'm not going to spoil it. I couldn't do it justice trying to yeah. repeat what she said anyway. You, you need but to listen to Danny. Yeah. But what... Um, well said, Darius. Yeah, but it was a great fight. And, you know, Danny uh, was... was well, She was down the first round. And um, her and a camp, Riddler and team, according to Danny's ear, g- gave her really good instructions. And, you know, mm-hmm. and to be fair, you know, Danny Danny took the fight from there with, with yeah. those instructions. 49-46 on all judges, I think it was. Yeah, and... and there she is, WBC light flyweight state title. Congratulations, Congratulations to Danny and Riddlers, and congrats to Simon and Sunset Muay Thai and Amanda for yeah stepping f- up again for stepping up again and taking on a much more experienced. She'll have her day in the sun. Set yes, huh? and uh, pardon the pun. And uh, you know for taking these hard fights. Well done, Amanda. Keep keep your well chin done. up, and um, your, your time will come. There's no doubt about it. I'm with the winner of fight two. Um, Danny Russian, obviously we can see we've got that beautiful WBC state title belt here. Um, amazing fight from start to finish. Um, you know, I could see you were landing some really good right kicks on the back foot. I think I counted a dump in every single round and, and two dumps in the third round. Really amazing performance. 
very awkward style to come up against with the forward, the forwardness of Amanda. Um, heavy, strong hands, but I think you negated her really well, especially towards the end of the fight. Um, obviously, this is a really special fight for you. And obviously, I know you on a personal level, so you know this is a special fight for me as well and everyone in the gym because we love you so much. Um, but can you firstly start with you know what what does this belt mean to you, and um, you know how do you see this helping you in the future? Um, good question. Uh, I see this belt helping me, I guess, pretty much. I've had, I've had some hard fights. My last three or so fights have been hard and I've taken some hard losses. Um, so my confidence definitely took a big toll. Um, even in this fight prep, like, I had to really work on my mental game and my confidence. And even in the ring the whole time there, that's what I was working on. Um, the belt, you know, I really wanted to, after my last few losses, you know see that I'm still in the game, like I'm still, I'm still, yeah, still good, I'm still here, um, I still have beautiful Muay Thai um, and that nice counter style, so I think winning the state title will help, hopefully help me, you know, get back to the level that I want to fight at, which is Australian and international, um, so I'm hoping it does that. Perfect, um, well I could see that, you know, you were sort of changing your strategies um, throughout the fight and obviously you've got to have quite a high fight IQ to be able to do that in between rounds. Can you sort of talk us through what was going through your head in that sort of first to second round and what was said to you in the corner? Yeah, so the first round we knew she was going to come out hard and I knew that was going to be her best round. Um, so I knew I just kind of had to settle in weather the storm. Um, we had kind of planned just to kind of move and kick the whole fight um, and just lock up and clinch if needed. And then I kind of felt... I think in the first round, maybe at some point, I clinched up with her and I felt a bit stronger. And I was like, oh, maybe this is where I need to be for some of the fight. Um, and then I felt like, you know, in the corner after the first round, they were like, you're moving, using too much backward movement. Try and move to the side and kick, which we work a lot. I just totally forgot about it in the first round. Um, so then, yeah, started to change that up, moving across, kicking instead, and then clinching up more and turning when I needed to, when I felt stronger and I feel like I could... Uh, dump her. I'm not really known to be a clinch fighter. I don't really ever clinch in fights. I don't think I've clinched at all in my last three fights, really. Um, so I just went with it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a testament to, you know, you've had so many fights, 20 plus fights, and you're still evolving. And I think that we're yet to see the best of Danny just yet. So I'm super excited about that. Um, obviously, knowing you on a personal level, I know that there's things that, you know, come into play during fight camp. And as fighters, we tend to not really talk about those things. Is there anything that you would sort of like to touch on now that you've got, you know, the microphone, you've got the, the state title, all eyes are on you? Yeah. Um, so, like, I have you – know, this is something fighters don't talk about because we don't want to be vulnerable because we're made to be seen tough. But I uh, have really struggled with mental health probably like on and off for years now, um, particularly the last year. And then particularly this fight camp, I went through some – you know, when you're going through fight camp, your personal life doesn't stop. Um, I went through some, some personal stuff that was a real struggle – real struggle to get through in um, fight camp and, you know, same with my mental health in the last year and it's something that I've really had to work on. Um, even through fight camps, there's been times where, to be honest, I've wanted to pull out, like I've just not wanted to, to do it because my mental health has been bad but I've kind of pushed through whether that was a good or a bad thing, I don't know yet. Um, but I think, you know, I just 
want to raise some more awareness on mental health, um, particularly in fighters, because I think a lot of it keep a lot of us do have mental health issues. Not everyone, but some of us. And I think we don't talk about it and we keep it quiet because we can't be seen to be vulnerable. So I think mental health is really important. And check on your teammates and your friends, um, you know, and even like your coaches, everyone around you in, in your gym and the community. Yeah, I think that's a really strong message um, to you know everyone out there that's listening. Um, being a fighter myself, I, I know what it's like and being around um, fighters every single day, you can sort of see that we do struggle and, and tend to not talk about these things. So thank you for raising that um, and sort of bringing that to light right now. Um, but back to, you know, more about your state championship. I know you're ranked in the WBC world rankings, which is pretty amazing. Um, now that you've captured that state championship, what's next for you? Um... Well, I was, so this is the light flyweight title. I usually fight, I'm ranked at mini flyweight, so the division down. So I'd probably like to try and stick there if I can. Um, I fought for the Australian title end of last year and lost by split point in Queensland. And that's something I'd really like to get back. I'd like to get that belt too. So, you know, maybe we'll see if that happens next year. So um, can I ask who, who that would be against? Yeah, so Lucy Dedman, who's an awesome chick. She's, she's great. Um, she holds the belt at the moment. Um, uh, so, yeah, it would probably be against Lucy if she's willing to accept it later on next year or some point next year. Yeah, I definitely feel like that's um, that's a hot title and, you know, after winning your state championship, I think definitely you're good, well-placed to, to be fighting for that in the near future. Um, congratulations on your win. It was, it was really awesome to see you evolve through the fight. Um, those dumps were really, you know, n- knowing that you've come up in a weight category was pretty cool to see, very dominating. Um, lastly... Is there anyone out there you'd like to say uh, thank you to? Oh, God, the list is endless. Um, okay, well, let's start with my trainers, Daz, Bao, Dylan, Barry. Oh, man, so I've been at Riddlers my whole career. So, you know, Daz puts up with me. Um, he's a patient man, so thanks to Daz. Bao's worked really close with me, you know, since he's been at the gym. So last year, really, particularly the last six months, we've worked really closely with, um, which I love him and that's been great. Um, MH Performance. My coach there, Naomi, and Mandy Hopper, the owner, and my friends as well. Um, They're my strength and nutritionists. Couldn't be strong and fit without them. Um, All my teammates, you, the rest of my teammates, my friends, my family, uh, my partner, James, who's working, taking film tonight. So, you know, he puts that with me as well. Um, He's my training partner and sparring partner. So thanks to him. Um, And a big thanks to Muay Thai Grand Prix, um, Darius and Gav um, for having me on the show. And... A big thanks to Amanda as well. You know, she was less experienced than me. Um, we did say no to the fight a few times just because the experience difference and I wanted her to have a few more fights until she got into her pro career. Um, but I really respect her stepping up and taking a fight against me. Um, I've seen her take some hard fights. Um, so I really respect that from someone who's done the same in her, in my amateur to, you know, early pro career. So I really respect that. So thanks to Amanda and her gym as well. Yeah, beautiful. It's nice to see a graceful champion. Um, congratulations, Danny. Love to see it. Want to see more of you. Um, and yeah, go enjoy your night. Thank you. Thanks so much. Okay, let's move to the next one. Uh, the big num- boys. Fight number three. Fight number three. Heavyweights, yes. Sponsored by uh, Nick Atkins from Fight HQ. And how great was it to have Nick Atkins uh, in Perth? Of course, he's the promoter sponsored, of. Uh, t-shirt sponsor, Darius. T-shirt sponsor. Beautiful T-shirts they were too. Um, he was this. He he was. Um, our sponsor, obviously, but also he's the promoter of Infliction, 
over in Brisbane, and he's Brizzy. the boss of Ford HQ. So uh, uh, once again, a big thank you to Nick Atkins for jumping big on board. Big player, a big player, big heavyweight himself. He, he's yeah. up there. In the top, he's up there in WBC too. You know, he's, he's, he's in the top yeah, ten in the, top 10 ranking, in the world. Yeah. So Is he still active? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was matched to fight Lyndon for the WMC world title not that long ago, I believe last year. Okay. I think the show ended up um, uh, not happening, um, but he's he's certainly ranked with WBC. So you never know, he may still get his his shot at um, the world title himself before Ooh. his time is done. Um, anyhow, this fight yeah. uh, from Manawatoa in New Zealand uh, came over was Joel Masters with his team. What a great guy the Kiwi lads are! They're all they're, they're bloody fantastic. great people. Very, yeah. friendly. I, I, Very I, friendly. I, I love the Kiwi fellas. They're, they're, they're so they're so quiet and humble. Um, re- really appreciated. Very respectful. Great great warriors. And of course, he fought. Perth, I suppose we can start saying huge prospect of phenom now. Um, yeah. Ashby Tink, Ashby Tink. Uh, undefeated in yeah. Muay Thai. Um, well, this bout was heavyweight. Alex passed the barn onto Ashby. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Well, well Alex well, passed the barn onto Ashby. Well, Alex you know? can't be Australian champion anymore, yeah. so the, it's Ooh. for Ashby's. It's for Ashby's taking if that's, that's the right. route that's he exactly wants to right. take. He, yeah. he still fights MMA. I, yeah. I, I do believe. I do believe Ashby <clears throat> needs to make a call. It's just me mm. personally. I don't think you can keep. And, and props to him and his camp from, from going Muay Thai to MMA. I think if you're going to be the Muay Thai national champion, you need to dedicate yourself to Muay Thai. Or if he wants to be the MMA national champion, he's going to now dedicate to MMA. So it'll be interesting to see what, Which what course. Can he hold yeah. both? Can he hold both? Well, yeah. I suppose. Well, he does juggle a lot and he's a workaholic. And yeah. He's got an MBA and he, he's, he is, he's yeah. a hustler. So he's I a business he could, manager. Can he do both? That's the question. Well, yeah. What I'm saying is Hope he, he, does. he can. No, no one's stopping him from doing both. What yeah. I'm saying, it would be very mm. difficult. Oh, um, yeah. And he could have an amazing career in either. It's a bit like, you know, star footballers in the draft that, are, that play state cricket, cricket schoolboys yeah. cricket, and they play yeah. AFL and they've got to make a decision mm. before draft time. You know, I, I kind of feel yeah. he may disagree and his cat might disagree. Um, and it's that's cloning. fine. Too. I'm it's just cloning. looking out for him, to be honest. Just saying I'd hate to see him yeah. not achieve anything at a national level for both. Mm. Um, perhaps he needs to you know, Maybe concentrate cloning, on one. Maybe we're cloning Darius or his fine name can be Ashby Tootink. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. We, we, we're um, having terrible jokes today, guys. Let's keep moving. Dad jokes. Um, Ashby Tink, what a man mountain he was when he came out. Absolute man mountain. Yeah. Ashby is a big boy, and you could you could certainly see the size difference. Joel Masters was a cut, lean, fit, shredded, you know, 95 kilos, great physique on him. But Ashby Tink was, was just massive, his legs. And, you know, you could see in the fight, um, there was a bit of a difference there. I thought Joel Masters fought a very smart fight. On the back foot, yeah. It wasn't the best fight, to be totally on- honest, because um, Joel was on his bike. Yep. And who can blame him? When you've got yeah. Ashby Tink coming at you with those right head bad intentions, trying to knock his head off. Yeah, no. those right um, head kicks were coming If I was Joel, I would have had the same game plan. I would have been, ke- I would have been keeping my distance and keeping out of his way. You know, Ashby Tink... Through many many head kicks. How many did he evade, Darius? It's like Joel. Uh, well, I don't think he really landed flush on Joel, yeah. and and that's that's a, a big, a big kudos to Joel for for yeah. being smart enough to, and experienced to recognise, hey, I'm not going to get kicked in the head by this guy. Mm. I, I need to get on my bike, and he basically did his circle work and kept out of his way for the whole three rounds. Which who can blame him? It didn't really. I think Ashby changed his style and went for the left. Left kick. He did towards the latter end, but I think it was a little bit too late. It, it was no doubt Ashby was getting frustrated towards mm. the end because he couldn't land. I mean, he still had the fight in the bag, but mm. a, as is his demeanour, he obviously wanted to put on the show or try to try to finish him. Yeah. Look, he won on points, and he, he should take that with both hands against a more experienced international campaigner from New Zealand and Joel. So it's a great win for Ashby. Hundred yeah. percent, a great win. Probably wasn't just the, the way he would have liked it, but these yeah. things happen, don't they? And we've also win. seen Ashby step up 
opponent, opponent oh. on MTGP. I've seen the development on him, so he's, he's he's progressing well as a as a heavyweight fighter as well. So the heavyweights are pretty uh, yeah pretty solid in WA. And and, and and being Ashby before with his eight or nine fights, we're not going to have to match him against people in Australia with similar amount of bouts. Mm. Let's be honest, no one's going to fight him at eight or nine bouts yeah, with a guy that's undefeated. No, I mean I wouldn't. If you're five and three and 95 kilos and still trying to find your mark. Are you going to fight Ashby who's undefeated yeah. eight or nine bouts? And, you know, you're sparring and a man mountain. So And your sparring partner is the world champion. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, 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 and Yeah, that's right. And George. So, you know, uh, Ashby's going to be fighting people with far more experience. And that's, that was the same with Joel. Do you reckon he's going to go international next? Uh, let's see. Well, well sorry, Brady, a bit Let's more see what's out, out there over east. Say. Yeah, well, Kiwi fight was international, technically. Yeah, he, he was. But let's see who's out there. Mm. Um, you know, if Ashby does want to... You know, have a run Keep for the going. national title. He's going to have to fight some Aussies and some mm. state title winners, and and maybe he'll get his chance in the future. But we'll we'll see who's out there. We'll certainly touch base with the coaches and see who wants to fight him. But I would dare say he's going to be giving away a bit of experience. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like like I said, uh, Joel was a smart game plan. He he lost obviously all rounds, but he 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 didn't want to he didn't want to um, be clipped by Big Ashby. So. Who can blame him for that one? Yeah. Well done to Ashby from Wolfstead on fight three. The winner of the third fight, uh, Ashby fighting out of Wolfstead, um, fighting an opponent all the way from New Zealand. Um, is this your first time that you fought someone international? Um, no, this is not the first time I fought someone international, but I was very grateful. It's the first time I fought someone with a significant amount of experience. He had a lot of experience, so it was an honour to have the opportunity to fight someone like that so early on in my career. Amazing. Um, so I know I've seen you around Riddlers a lot lately, um, training with the guys there. How has this camp been different to your other camps and do you feel like that has helped you um, win this fight? Well, I mean, if, if you get any opportunity to spar George Mann regularly, you're going to significantly improve your game. He's an absolute legend. He shares his knowledge and um, being able to spar him and Alex Roberts concurrently has just been the most amazing, beneficial, positive for my fight camp. Yeah, I definitely feel like that uh, came out tonight. I feel like um, you had a bit of a challenging opponent in, in Joel in that he was moving quite a lot and was quite evasive, didn't really want to engage too much from what I could see. How did you overcome that and, and how did you feel when you were in the ring? Oh, look, there's a time to um, make excuses for myself, which uh, um, tonight's not one of those nights. Uh, we just have to ad admit the facts. Um, wasn't my best performance and I need to be mature enough to understand that and admit it and move forward and learn from my mistakes. I wasn't cutting him off. Um, so all due respect to Joel. He's an absolute legend. The most impressive knockout records I've seen. But uh, tonight was just not my night in the ring. Even though I won, doesn't mean it was my night. So could have done a bit better next time, but I'm grateful to learn. Yeah, and um, something that I like to say is sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. I think you did both tonight. Um, and congratulations on that. You know, it wasn't wasn't an easy battle, but you overcame that. Um, what's next for you? What do you see happening in the future for you? Um, I'm very, very fortunate. I've already got an MMA fight lined up in November. So we'll throw the, the four ounce gloves back on and uh, we'll get straight back into MMA. So I'm so grateful to be able to jump between the two sports and um, it's, it's an absolute honour. Yeah, that's, and that's truly admirable that you're able to do Muay Thai and MMA at the same time. Um, for, for any casual fans out there, MMA is a you know, super technical sport in that, that there's so many different sports in one and you just don't know what you're going to get. Um, so that's amazing. Congrats on that. Um, is there anyone out there on the live stream here tonight or at home that you'd like to thank? Oh, we, we definitely have enough time for that. I mean, look, um, 
I got uh, 80, 80, 80 people here just alone that came to support me plus all the rest in the crowd. So I, I really just want to say first and foremost thank you to the massive um, amount of people that came out to support me today. Thank you so much to my coach, my team. Thank you to Darren Reese uh, for having me down at uh, Riddler's and always thanks to Big L for helping me with the rounds of sparring and George Mann. But there's so many people to thank. Uh, please don't think I missed anyone out. Thank you, everyone. You know who you are. Amazing. Well, that's it, guys. Um, here's your winner of fight three. On to the next. Oh, this next fight. This was exciting. I really love this fight. And we'll, I'm going to let uh, Gav cover this one. Singer, oh, I don't singer, really, I don't really to, I'll, I'll, You can drive it, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a I don't want to be too biased. But yeah. Okay, okay. Why? Well, look, this next bout was another international. It was Vinny. Um, the oh, Perth, Perth boy Vinny Victoria versus uh, George Wakatope. I think Wakatope, it's, I think it's yeah. pronounced Wakatope. I actually went out with Joel and what and George the next day. They came out to the raffles. To the raffles, yeah. We had, we had, we had lunch with them. And what both, great guys. Both gentlemen, both gentlemen. Well, yeah. I sat next to George and uh, it was quite funny because I said, you know, you, I said, you fought strong, bro. You, you did really well. He said, nah, bro. I, I felt like a pincushion with all those elbows from the top of my head. <laughs> it was quite funny. It was quite funny about it. This fight brought to you by a Baxa. A Baxa in class on grass. A linked father and son combination. So, Big thank you uh, once again to those boys and, and to Abaxa. 86 kilos was this bout, three by three rounds. And geez, Vinny, um, he's evil, Vinny. Uh, 86 kilos, fighting out of his weight division. To, to think that he can fight at 83, or 84 at, you know, six foot four, is he? Six five? Six, six four. Yeah. Six four. Um, and he's just got those, he's got those drop down or those uh, 12 to six downward elbows. Mm, he's tall. And yeah. it's the first thing he thinks of when he gets in the clinch, he'll lay one knee and then he'll just go to town on those elbows right on your, on your, on your skull. So Vinny had bad intentions that whole fight, but George was strong. George was tough, kept on coming at him with big hands and worked Vinny's body a fair bit. How, how do you see that, Gav? Yeah, we didn't have much. Uh, so I always like to do my study on my fighters and then like, you know, work on our fighters' strengths and then look at how to counter our opponents but we didn't really have much on George so my premise was just like well probably being New Zealand they'll be probably strong with boxing and low kicks so we just yep, we we'll kickboxing style yeah we just negated that and we just negated that in round one and our go-to was you know keep him long uh, big body yes. kicks <coughs> and then like coming so there was two two strategies there was fight long or fight short in the clinch not in his middle pocket correct yep. he was a little bit shorter and so he did it perfectly yeah so that was our game plan like fight long keep big body kicks and move and then use your hands to set up your low kicks and your body kicks and then obviously if George came in then we'd so get stuck him. into a boxing match with yeah. George yeah we'd smother him and then clinch but yeah as you, as you, as George you, was tough. George was very tough, yeah. And uh, this is this is some of the learnings that I want uh, Vincent to take away. He's like, he smelled blood in round two, and he had a bit of that shark on, and he was trying mm -hmm. to trying Finish to him. trying yes. to throw him. But the feedback for me was he was throwing the elbows, but George was covering up. So good guard, he had good go tight guard. To the bottom with the body shots, and then yeah. drop the hands, and then, and then go the elbows. Yeah, yeah. So that's feedback. But do you know what? As an all-round display for me, some of the things that we'd worked on with Vinny and, and his first fight out of pads. And then secondly, his first, yeah, first fight out pass. First pro fight. First pro fight. And then also his first international opponent. Oh, it was yeah. massive. I'm very proud as a coach, but I'll always be very critical. And when we'll go back, we'll work on things. How's the skill level of these new fighters, man? Unbelievable. All class. Mm. And look, I was, I was speaking to George and his coach. I don't think the, the um, and I'm sure they won't mind me saying this because we talked about it. I don't think the New Zealand coaches have really grasped um, the weight divisions mm. as well as as well as we do, as well as the Aussies do. Speaking to speaking to George and his coach, I mean George fought at eighty six kilos. He's only six foot. He's stocky. Yeah, he, he could easily fight at eighty two kilos. That yeah. boy, eighty three kilos. So I think he should drop down a division or two. And I will tell you what, eighty two yeah. kilos. He's a strong lad. 
Yeah. Um, he re- he'll refuel overnight. There's no doubt about that. So he'll be a strong boy in, in a in a in a lighter weight yeah. division. I think 86 kilos is a bit bit heavy for him. Yeah. You know. Um, in, in round two, with those hands, he'll do some damage. Yeah, he was very strong. He was very strong with his hands and strong with his low kicks. Um, showed, tough. Sh- showed very strong heart in round two. Uh, but yeah, I think you're right, Darius. Given the size, maybe drop down a weight. Wait, yeah. but yeah. Um, thank you for George and for Roa Gisborne for making their way down to uh, fight on WMTGP yeah, in WA. So Good on you. the Kiwis, and it's great to have the relationship with the, n- the New Zealand uh, people. We've got quite a few gyms that we've been bringing yeah, over been now. And lucky, um, nine, lucky Nine. Lucky Nine. Lucky Nine, yeah, Caitlin Tucker. We like to bring the Kiwis. They come to fight every time. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think there'll be something for Caitlin next year. I think the, the there could be something on the horizon for her. Mr. Scotty. We'll bring her back to Perth at some stage. I think they'd be happy with that. Scott's... Um, Scott and Cad would be happy to come back. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, that was that was a great fight. Good international fight. First up for Vinny out of the pads. First pro fight and an international. Um, happy days for Vinny. Yeah. Very good. I've got the winner of fight number four, Vincent Victoria. Uh, Victoria, sorry. Mm-hmm. Pronunciation. Um, what, a, what a banger that was. Honestly, in the second round, I thought that that fight was about to be over. Um, I really loved how you mixed it up. There was a lot of elbows. There was a lot of knees. Clinched a few times. I noticed in the second round, you sort of changed your strategy a little bit. In the first round, you sort of were pushing the pace, coming forward. And then in the second round, you sort of started to let him come to you, which I thought was quite an interesting um, strategy. And then obviously, you know, you almost finished him there and then finished up strong in the third round. Um, Was that what you were expecting coming into this fight? Um, And yeah, how did you get the win? Well, first of all, like, um, props to George. Like, he, he took a fair few hard shots and he just kept coming forward, kept coming forward. So it was really hard to, like, maintain that pressure that he was uh, coming at me with. And just, I tried my hardest to hit him with, with all I had and he just, he just seemed to take it and it was like, it was a fine. So, um, so yeah, pats off to him. <laughs> but in terms of, like, him coming to close that range, I kind of felt like I could use that switch left kick maybe when he was stepping into that range. Or use my kicks a little bit more instead of uh, instead of letting me in to come in too easy. Yeah. Was there any moment in the fight that you thought that you know potentially he could land any of those hard shots, or did you feel pretty comfortable from from where I was sitting? It looked like you were pretty comfortable. I feel like I had the height advantage of him, so I knew just to be careful of that overhand right. And when I, when I kind of did see it coming, the guard was there, so I was I was pretty pretty confident in that. So yeah, I was pretty happy with with the guard and the way it played out. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it looked really good from um, from where we were, and obviously the judges agreed, and I think it was a very domin- dominating performance. Yeah. Um, obviously, fighting on the, the main card of Muay Thai Grand Prix, which is quite a big show um, across Australia and across the world. Um, what's next for you? Is there anyone that you've got your sights set on? No one yet. Just uh, go back, see the team, see what Gab has to say, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, and is there anyone at home that you would like to thank? I'd like to thank the whole GTG team. Um, They've always been, you know, there every night with me. So we'll put in a lot of work, a lot of hours. Um, also my brother, he's in the corner with me now as well. So I used to be in the corner for him. So having that experience and wisdom from him is, is always nice as well. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Well, there you have it, guys. Uh, winner of Fight 4. Very proud. Uh, we'll go for a bit of a break. Let's do it. Yeah, it's five. Established in Bangkok, Thailand, Primo Fightwear has quickly become one of the most respected new names in Muay Thai. 
by producing contemporary fight gear with new levels of quality and style. Our mission is to provide an arsenal that will carry you from the start of your journey all the way to the championship rounds and beyond. With modern design cues and premium materials, we aspire to create products that bring beauty and diversity to the world of combat sport, while honouring and paying homage to the various cultures that inspires us. This is Team Primo. This is our fight chain. Well, welcome back, mate. So yeah, we're 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 up we're up to about number sponsored by support. What a ripper this fight was. Number five. Uh, uh, two. Two. Hang on, what fight was this? Two talented. Gabriel fighters. Ronquillo versus yeah. Anthony Vo. Did I say this was very talented fighters? You did say this was going to be fight. You did say that, but arguably it was in the top there three fights of the night. We just had the sound by you saying that. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> um, so this fight brought to you again by Melville Hyundai. Big thanks to them for jumping on board, to, to Ryan Handed and to Tim Oliver and to Carl DiVigilio. Thanks very much for your support. Of course, Ryan is trained by Big Alex, so he had a vested interest in, in this show. Um, but but tell you please what, come back for 2024. Yes, he will. I already <laughs> told him. <laughs> but Gabe, um, he, 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 was a, he was a different human being to me. Um, I haven't seen him fighting for over, over 12 months. 12 okay, and, yeah. Um, when uh, DC sent me the photo of him, the first thing I said was, whoa, he's a man he's now. A man. Yeah. Shredded. 18 mm-hmm. years of age, I think he is. Maybe he's 19. But he was shredded. Had a chest on him. Was was quite muscly. And was different to the youth that we saw fighting in the juniors. So straight away, you could see that Gabe had put in the work. And uh, you could only you, you only have to look at some of the videos that he was doing at KS to see that. Yeah. Technically, he was looking cherry ripe. So, um, you know, Anthony Vo coming off. Um, some really good fights. He fought Noel Combs earlier this year on Legends. Mm-hmm. Won that fight off memory. I think he won that fight pretty easily without, with all, all due mm. respect, but he put in a really he's great very performance. Fighter is Anthony. And Anthony's <laughs> tough and mm. he comes forward and he's very technical. Um, so I thought this was going to be a tough fight mm. for Gabriel. Um, he was nervous. I, I was still happy to match it. It wasn't going to be one side or anything, but I just yeah. thought it was going to be a cracker. You know, it was his first fight was at KS. It was, it was his first fight. As an in, as an adult, was his first fight for? It's not, um, it's not his first fight. His first fight as an adult for KS. He's fought on the amateur card. Has he? Oh, for okay, KS? Yeah, sorry, yeah. I beg your pardon. But yeah. but anyway, it was his first fight as a, a, as, as, a, as an adult. Is, is, as yeah. a pro, it as was no pro. pads. It wasn't he a was junior fight. Very yeah. very nervous. So it's a different game, isn't it? It's rugby league and rugby union almost. So um, <laughs> he, um, but geez, he he was very technical. And he had to be on that back foot mm. because Anthony Vo just kept coming forward as he does. That's Anthony Vo's style, mm. and Anthony Vo is very aggressive. And I was very impressed with the way Gabe was cool under pressure. Mm. And you, when you got a, a, a shorter, nuggety, um, strong, heavy hitter like Anthony coming at you, God, God it'd be very easy for young well. boys to panic and go turtle shell. But they had a game plan. He stuck to he, his IQ on that back foot. He's got some good IQ. He knew when boy. to he knew when to keep Anthony at bay, and then when the opportunity, he would attack nasty yeah. with those elbows, big elbows, yeah. big elbows, and he cut Anthony quite a he few times. Come. Yeah. He dropped Anthony in the later rounds, the third or the fourth. Um, <laughs> with uh, Sam. Might have been, been a left hook. Uh, Anthony got up straight away, but yeah. the, that count was, was, was there. Same count, yeah. Yeah, and I was just very impressed the way, um, just the way Gay was cool under pressure, the way he came out. Um, and, you know, um, 
those strong shots that he just gave off when he needed to. He wasn't he wasn't firing shots rapid fire. He was picking his shots, waiting for the right opportunity. Then bang, he would let fly. And um, you know those elbows, um, you know, were were, were spot on. Um, big cuts, yeah. And, but having said that, I thought Anthony was very brave. Towards the end, he was you know he was getting beaten, but he kept coming forward. He wasn't big heart. you know big heart. He, tough he was trying to he was trying to put it on Gabe, trying to put the leather on him, trying mm. to maybe get a stoppage. Probably knew at that stage he wasn't going to win on points. Mm. Um, but, you know, hats off to Anthony for, for you know, having that bravado to just keep coming forward and, and, and not, this you know, him, this not give up. This will make him a better fighter having a good hard fight against Gabriel as well. But I touched on it earlier, but I just want to touch on it again, Boondog and Darius, is that Gabriel's, what is it, 18 now? Anthony, you're a man. We're talking about it's some of these yeah. know, fighters. We've got... Iskander and Ekal out to come up as well to talk about, but yeah. how good is our state? Oh, for, we, young, the, for young, young fighters young who have had their experience yeah. the in quality the, pads, of the bouts. and they're coming through now at 18. I think WA's in a good state. Really right. Do. I mean, we didn't, ha- we didn't have one stoppage on Saturday testament night. to the coaches. And they're all skillful <laughs> as hell. Um, yeah, testament to the coaches, testament to yeah. the individuals. Just testament to the community. To the community, yeah. more time in general. But mm. um, i tell you what, guys, um, when the footage comes out, it will come out in the next few days, uh, jump on bout number five. We'll jump on all of the fights, but mm. do yourselves a favour and watch Gabe versus Anthony because it was really a, a, a tale of two styles. The pressure fighter coming forward, trying to lay some, some heavy shots. My female. And then you've got yeah. Gabe on the back foot, yeah. very selective in what he did, very cool, weathering the storm mm. and then coming back when he mm. needed to. So, um, look, I thought it was very impressive by Gabe. And I tell you what, um, 63 to, to 65 kilos. He's got a huge future ahead of him. And he's already, already side, yeah. already side, not silly. Um, oh. He's booked him on Rebellion. Yeah. So yeah. look forward to watching Gabe That's on in Rebellion. A in a month. One month to go. In, yeah, next month. So really looking forward. for our state that we've got young uns coming through. We're going to, you know, there's not, sometimes you get this periodic gap where you get like golden era fighters and you get a bit of a gap. But you yeah. can see from our state, we just, just, just keep turning we can yeah. see turning coming them out. through now. We just yeah. keep churning them out. So I think, yeah. as I said earlier, it's good to our, good for the MTA days, the sparring days that we're having, building, it's have building yep. a profile. Mm-hmm. And then we're giving amateurs and pros a platform to fight them. And then they're also getting to go over east. So how good's that? Absolutely. And look... Um, and these are future stars, I think, Darius. All these kids we're talking about now on our on our podcast, all this fight, all these young ones that are coming through... Correct. ...to the future. Yep. And, and you know, the people that fought... You only need to look at the amateur card, and unfortunately we don't have time on this podcast to go over 31 bouts, but, you know, Michaela, if you look at the amateur bout, geez, yep. that was a strong performance against Santa Miller. She's going to be a star as well. Yeah, mate. Um, For sure. She's strong. Long yeah. legs, very strong in the clinch. So, you know, there was just so many excellent um, amateur bouts that we had out of the, the 20 bouts and the 40 fighters. There's just so much talent the coming through. The and, and the way we do it, you know, I really hope those 40 amateur fighters um, look at the fights on the pro card and go, wow, I want to I want to fight next year or I want to fight in the pro card of MTGP uh, moving forward. So it'd be great to see some of those people come through the ranks. Certainly Michaela. Um, I think she's out of pads now, Gab. So... Um, I reckon uh, we've got a really. I'll talk to Adam Bailey, but we and and that Brian Harris, but we. Pursuit, we yeah. I'd love the match, Mikhail on the pro card for um, for the February show. I think she deserves it. Uh, I great think so. performance, yeah. 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 Uh, but getting back to this fight, as I was saying, <laughs> um, yeah, just just great skill from from Gabe, great heart from Anthony, smart, great more tight it. all round. Good call it. You did, yeah, you did. Uh, I never get my fight of the night's wrong. I think. think (laughs) Well, technically, five of the night would go to the draw, wouldn't it? Um, So we've had this discussion. (laughs) We've had this Um, discussion. And and Fon versus Penny was an amazing fight as well. But we'll we'll discuss them coming up. Let's move to fight six.
Yep. So uh, just on that one, well oh, sorry, done sorry, to right. KS and to, to Darren Kulvik on getting Gabe Cherry Rock for that the bout. winner of fight number five, Gabrielle Ronquillo. Um, amazing fight. Thank you. Thank All you three rounds. <laughs> I know you've just recently come from competing with the juniors, yeah, you've turned yeah, 18, yeah. Um, and you've come fighting with adults. You wouldn't, you wouldn't tell that it's your first couple of fights yeah. fighting um, as an over 18-year-old. Amazing. Um, really like your style, very moy from a... Thank you. Um, yeah, fighting on the front foot, on the back foot, really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, like coming into this fight, knowing that you're finding someone that's a little bit, I guess, more experienced yeah, yeah, in the yeah. adult vi division. Um, how did you prep for this? Well, well, of course, you know, he's more experienced because, you know, he's fought adults, you know, more experienced, you know, out of pads compared to me. I've fought juniors with pads. But at the same time, a lot of people underestimated, for, uh, underestimated me for this fight. You know, since he's an adult, you know, and all that. But at the same time, the juniors I fought, they're really strong. You know, them ju juniors fight like adults as well, you know. That's what people don't understand. So, yeah, and my coach really drilled that, <laughs> drilled that into me, you know. It's like, you're stronger than him, you're faster than him. It's like, all right, yeah, I got you, I got you. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You, could, you can certainly see that um, confidence coming out, especially after you cut him. Obviously, like, that, that was in the first round. He was bleeding a little bit, then you yeah. cut him again. He was, you know, it was, it could have been over, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it kept going, which was, you know, everyone enjoyed that. Yeah. Did you think that the fight was going to be over and what was going through your mind at that time? <laughs> a few times, every time the referee stops, like, come on, doctor, just pull it out, you know. I don't want to just elbow and make it even, like, a much bigger cut, you know. Like, I don't yeah. want, like, him to have, like, a long-term, you know, injury as well, you know. I still care for my opponents, even though we've got some beef sometimes with most of them, you know. I still look out for their health. That's the main thing as well, so yeah. Yeah, amazing. Definitely you always got to look after your people and you, and you could see that you were, you know, caring for him in, in the ring, which yeah. is such a, you know, juxtaposition to what you're doing. You're fighting, but you also care for each other, yeah, yeah. Um, which is really inspirational. Um, obviously, first couple of fights as an adult, straight into Muay Thai Grand Prix um, main show. Yeah. What was that like coming into that and preparing for it? You know, it's a blessing. I know there's a lot of people, you know, Big expectations, you know, because I'm an upcoming fighter. So I really want to, you know, put on the best performance as I can, you know. And, yeah, I would like to thank Darius and Gav for having me on the show. It's such an awesome venue. The awesome fights as well. I'd like to thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah, and I definitely feel like this is just the start for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there anyone else at home um, in the gym that you would like to thank? Of course, I would like to thank my family, you know, 100% supporters. And my friends, of course, coming here to watch me, you know. And I'd also like uh, to thank my trainers, all my trainers, and the people I've trained with at the gym. So thank you guys. Much love. And, yeah. Amazing work, man. That was amazing to watch. Thank you. Can't wait to see what, uh, what's next for you. Yeah, can't wait as well. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank um, you. Okay, so we are now up to number six. Um, and this fight was Zayad Zellini from Boom's Gym, mm. a bit of an MTGP Regular. Good fighter. Uh, versus uh, Jago Lawrence from Raw MMA. This was 67 kilos, three by three rounds. Brought to you by Palmer Bet. And wasn't it great to have some betting for the first time? And yeah. Palmer Bet on board is a major sponsor. Who, Darius? Palmer Bet. Oh, yep. Palmer and, Bet. Um, okay. First of very good kind to have a betting. Did you have a bet? I was sure. Uh, we, no, I, you're not allowed no, no, You're a promoter. We, we, you're not allowed to bet. We've been like breaching our in... Well, it's just not right for us to. It's just not of course, right. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. A big we love everybody who fights on our show. We I'm not a big betting it. person. We anyway. can't take an allegiance, obviously, unless it's your fighter in your corner. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Anyway, anyway um, fight number oh, six. Yeah. So look, um, okay, uh, sorry. This was um, Zaid Zelini versus Jago Lawrence. Look, 
Let, let's was this Jago Lawrence's first fight on our show? Uh, no. Don't. Oh, has he fought, he fought with who? Yeah. I think he's fought on. So uh, he, he has. Yeah, yeah, I just can't remember. His debut yeah. on our pro card. He, he's. he's oh, yeah. Geez, I couldn't. I couldn't. No, he's, he was in pads <laughs> before, honest. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. But, but he has fought before, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But look, he's all heart, Jago. And for, for a guy that's only been fighting for two years, um, he has a go. You know, uh, this, about, this about 67 kilos. Zayed's no slouch. He's in the double figures now. And, um, you know, anyone that's – I've said this before, and people who have heard this podcast and heard me talk will know that I'm – I'm a I'm a bit a bit of a fan of um, you know was a fan of Eugene in his fighting days. I've known boom, boom. boom for many years, and I'll say it again: anyone that's coached by Eugene, it's got to be bloody good. Um, mm. And that's what Zayed is. And Zayed, you know, previous fights, his body kicks, uh, strong kicks to the body, uh, his forte. But in this bout, he he detected early that Jago has a long torso, much taller fighter as Jago, um, and Jago kind of. You know, he kind of opened himself up a bit, let himself be his body be a target the way he kind of sat against the ropes and in that corner. Nothing against Jago, which is, is a good learning experience for him. But Zayad was pretty quick to realise, well, I don't need to kick the body here because he was in range and he just peppered the body with heavy hands. And, um, you know, Zayad showed a different, um, a different uh, you know, game plan that he's got. He, he can throw down the punches as well. He's got strong kicks, strong hands. And I was I was very impressed with Zayad. I was very impressed with Jago's uh, toughness and in you know trying to see out the bout but you know Zayad did stop him with those those uh body shots i think jago went down got an eight count continued and i, I think then after that um Zayed, uh, stopped him but you know props to jago keep 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 shooting for the stars mate you've only been did fighting was it a stoppage was it was a stoppage yeah, so yeah this, a sorry stoppage. this was this was the only stoppage of the night i yep. think i said before there was no stoppages this was um, uh, this was a stoppage, only one of the night. Uh, but Jago, props to you. Uh, keep going, mate. You've only been fighting for two years. Yep. You two have a big future ahead of you. And um, yeah, keep 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 going, mate. Get back in the gym and keep tour. working at it. Once again, another tour guy, big long leave. Yeah, look, it was the sh- you know, Zayd's a short, yeah. stockier fighter against the tall, yep. tall lank- l- lanky guy. You know, Jago's got great long limbs uh, for this weight. And I think once Jago learns how to. Uh, use his torso, use mm. his limbs a little bit better in defence. Um, perhaps when you've got someone short and uggedy, um on you with heavy hands peppering the body and you're in the corner, you know, get out of the corner, obviously, is that mm. the first thing. But, you know, Jago's got some long legs. Um, once, once he starts learning how to drop those, raise those knees, once yep. your body's getting hit, um, and, and some, some elbows as well. When someone's coming in close to whack your body, you've got your uppercut and your down, downward elbows um, as, your, as, your, as quite a good target if you're the taller yep. guy as well. Much to... Much like the way Vinny fights, I reckon. Uh, I reckon Jago could could watch Vinny's last couple of fights and could really learn how the taller guy can cope with the shorter guys peppering, punching the body, those low kicks as well. So I think um, Jago can learn can learn from that. I don't think it's the end of the world. After two years, he's got a, a bright future ahead yeah. of him. We're here at Muay Thai Grand Prix in Perth, Western Australia, with winner of fight number six, Zaid Zalani. Amazing fight. Um, just looking up at. Um, at the figures beforehand, he was about 15 centimetres smaller than his opponent. And just seeing him come out and just, you know, put the pressure on and land some brilliant shots. There was one point uh, just after the bell went, you guys were still going and, and you landed a beautiful body yeah. shot and he went down and I thought, okay, I wonder if he can come back from that. Um, and so it goes, you know, you finished him off in the same fashion. Um, obviously, he was a lot taller than you. You knew that coming into the fight. How did that change, or did it change your pro, uh, your fight prep? Um, definitely, like head hunting was out the question. Um, so it was really just reply with kick, reply with kick. But um, 
And if you saw in the first round, he kept catching my kicks. Then uh, that's why I was chopping low, chopping low, to the point where he was getting his hands down. And then when I stepped in, so that flinch just like opened up his body a bit. And then, yeah, that first round, when I landed right on the bell, obviously it didn't count as an eight, but I knew, I knew he was hurt, I knew his body wasn't strong, so I just went for it again. Um, Boom said, don't look for it, which I didn't, but when he was there, I couldn't, couldn't resist. So, yeah. yeah, brilliant. Um, you know, there was a, a point in the fight where you, you had him against, against the ropes and obviously it looked like you were trying to shorten his distance because he was landing some, some mm. nice shots on the outside. Was that something that you had trained for or was, did it just sort of come out in the fight? Um, yeah, definitely it was, it was faint. It was faint. It wasn't going to be like your classic, like, Moy Mart versus tall guy. It was like faint, faint. Play your style, play your, like, be technical. You know, don't try to be another fighter. So just, yeah, faint, faint, faint. And he took the bait and let me in, so, yeah. Beautiful, yeah. It's always great to see a fighter execute their plan and yeah. stay true to their style, and I think we saw that tonight. Um, you know, you're, you're fighting a Muay Thai Grand Prix. What does that mean to you, and, and what's, what's next for you? Um, to be honest, I just, I'll take, you know, any fight that promoters match me up with, um, no fight's too big or too small for me. Um, you know, I just I respect the sport and the sport is fighting. And that's, that's what I do. So, yeah. Love that attitude. It's awesome to see um, fighters just want to fight. So, really cool. Um, is there anyone at home here tonight um, that you want to thank? Um, I think everyone that's out there. Um, everyone, my wife, my sister, my brother-in-law, my cousins, my mates, all out there supporting me, you know, coming down. People from the gym helping me train every day, day in, day out. Um, my mother-in-law actually passed away in June. So this is, these were her, her sarongs. Um, so, like, being able to honour her, um, doing my ramoy and, you know, really means a lot. My brother, who passed uh, 14 years now, wearing his clothes on my arms, and it's just nice to have them always with me. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And it's beautiful to hear that you've got so many people here to support you. Such a, um, a lonely sport at times, so it's nice to have some people mm. around you. Um, well done. That was Thank a great you. fight. Really enjoyed watching that. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Um, fight number seven. Um, this was a, a, a really good match on paper, and um, it, it worked out that way um, over the three three rounds as well. So we had Echo Lau in the blue corner from Amma Jim. And uh, Who's that, uh, Echo Lau from Emma <laughs> <laughs> versus Iskander <laughs> Erbsonov from Riddler's Gym. This fight uh, sponsored again talent. by Class on Grass. Thank you to those guys. I did say this was going to be a cracker as well. It was a cracker. Mm. 59 kilos, three by three rounds. Big fun. I'll tell you what, Echo <laughs> Lau, we know Echo Lau is a, heavy, is, is a knockout specialist. Big hands, um, big hands. I think he's got like an 80% stoppage rate, uh, just off a heart. Might not be 80, but it's, it's high. Was it's it like there. six fights, six wins? Uh, he's had a loss. He, f he lost that was his seventh right versus Sibuit. Yeah, um, but I think all his wins have been by stoppage. Yeah, I, I, I think he was six for six. I could be slightly out there, but anyway, his his stoppage rate is huge, and he's a banger. Mm. And he came out in that first round, and and from what I can remember, he dominated the scandal with those heavy hands. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he would have won that first round. But again, I wasn't watching it as a judge; I was watching it from the crowd. Um, but he came out smoking, did Echo, and he really worked. Um, he really worked uh, Iskander over the heavy hands. Scanner came out in the second, third round, though, <coughs> and uh, typical Ridder style, he really turned on that back foot IQ, switch Boy, kicking style. Switch left kick. Off the hands, yeah. Off when, the right when, hand. Yes, when Echo yeah. came in with the heavy shots, Iskander was landing his kicks at will. Um, and I think yeah. Iskander showed 
Um, we've all known that Iskander's got the skill, right? We, yeah. we know he's a skillful fighter. Mm. He showed some IQ. Mm. Um, not that he hasn't shown IQ before, but it was really was a style versus Very style fighter. fighter. It was yeah. a long, it was a longer, uh, a, a taller, taller IQ fighter. type fighter versus the shorter, nuggety, heavy-handed Ekalau who just wanted bad intentions to knock him out. <laughs> and Iskander really played that game of keeping long, yeah. keeping the distance, using that push, using his teeps to keep him at bay. Yeah. Switch left kick when they'll run right. Yes, in. I do exactly. like exactly, and Iskander. that's a typical Riddler's kick. I mean, I mean, yeah. Riddler was a master of that yeah. over his seventy-six bouts himself. Um, but of course, he's got his team doing it um, as they all have him day mm. one. And as, and I thought Iskander did that perfectly against against someone charging at him. And showed uh, showed that he's got aggression, Iskander, when he needed it. So IQ, IQ, and then when there's an opportunity, bang, show some aggression. And yep. uh, I thought Iskander did a great job to come back the way he did and win the next two rounds and, and take the fight. But it was still a close fight, so props to Echo Lau. Um, he fought a gallant fight. I think Echo's been out for a while too, it should be about said. Yeah, I think he's been out yeah, for maybe a while. Right? Maybe even a bit longer. So that was... That was a hard fight, and that was a great performance to come out after yeah. such a, a, a bit of a lay layoff. And the scan has been busy. He's fought on Rebellion earlier this year. I know, I know, Sai is yeah. a fan of him. Um, he's fought on our show this year as well. So he's had a good, strong year, I think, Iskander. So for Echo to come out uh, after some time off, over a year, I'm pretty take sure. A good hard fight against and Iskander. And take a, take a yeah. strong fight. And that's a testament to Ammer and to Brett. Mm. No mucking around there, stepping straight in um, versus a busy boy. And certainly an upcoming start in Iskander. So well done to both boys, really. Yeah. yeah. Let's watch out for Iskander. And yep, Echo Lau, you'll be back, my man. Yes, yeah, well, well done to both boys. Right. With fight number seven, winner Isco from Riddlers. Um, what an amazing fight that was. First round, you know, he had you on the ropes um, and you so, sort of were taking a few hits and then you sort of came back in the, the second and third round with a dominating performance. Um, what was going through your mind, you know, in between the, the rounds? Of what was said to you to, to be able to come back from something like that? Yeah, after the first round, they just told me to they'd call out orthodox southpaw, so I'd make sure to either attack with the right or left. They said just keep it long and then also stay a bit busier. And they also told me to just be confident. He's a bit scared of me, you know, move forward. And just gave me the confidence to keep going. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it certainly worked. I noticed that you were sort of like fainting and making him sort of question and move around a little bit more and attacking when he was making those mistakes or even lifting his own legs and sort of emulating yourself. You're obviously better at that game, um, which is why you came away with the win. Um, you know, you've, you've probably fought on every single Muay Thai Grand Prix that we've had over the last year or so that I remember. Um, you know, what's next for you? And, and is there anyone that you're looking at fighting in the next couple of months? Uh, to be honest, not really. I think I'm done for the year, but I'll take any fight, to be honest. Even yes or no, I'll do it. And yeah, and exams also. I've got those coming up. <laughs> yep, exams. Um, life still happens, right? Yeah. Awesome. Um, how was your camp? You need to sort of talk us through that. Was it any different to any other camp, or was it pretty much business as usual? Yeah, same camp. I got a bit sick at the start, so I was a bit worried about that, but I just trained hard for the, all the weeks, and then I felt good coming into it. Yeah, awesome. Well, you're definitely a crowd favourite. Always one to, um, always one that I love watching, especially as your teammate. So really proud of you. Um, really looking forward to what's next for you. And and lastly, is there anyone out there that you'd like to thank? Just got to thank everyone at Riddlers, all my friends and family. Also, just everyone supporting me, just making me who I am. Awesome. Yeah. Like I said, um, it's always amazing to have support around you. So it's great to see. And yeah, I can't wait to see what's next for you, Scar. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Let's go. Oh, next one. We are flying. Fight number eight. This was a great fight. 
And, you know, there's a bit of a backstory to this fight. Crowd um, favourite. Yeah, so, so look, Fon uh, Pickett from GTG was matched versus <laughs> Tia Ford um, from, um, from Pursuit. And at the time, uh, Fon and Tia both undefeated and fighting for the state title. I think that was matched at 52 kilos. Um, and then, state of course... State title, WBC. Yeah. We'll not fight for February if we can, Darius, please. Yep, I'll definitely speak to Adam. I think Adam will be more than keen. Um, but for a state title? Yes. Oh, you heard it here first, guys. Yes. Um, but Tia uh, fought. She had a great opportunity uh, to fight on Rebellion, and who can say no to that? Um, and so I cause you to, to, to fight on Rebellion. You, you, you go and do that. You and do that's it. exactly what they did. And uh, Tia got injured. Um I won't say what the injury was, but I, I believe it was a, a pretty a pretty nasty injury. Unfortunately, and um, she's going to be out for some time. Um, but yeah, look, we'll we'll talk to, we'll talk to Adam and see if we can put that fight on in February. But coming on uh, three or four weeks' notice uh, was Penny Godfrey from Boar's Martial Arts. Four weeks. That girl can bang. Four weeks. Yep. And Jeez. you know, it was it's you know, Penny fought in New York. Um, I think about three weeks mm. before she got the call up from us. And she fought for a promotional world title in New York. So, you know, Penny's no joke. Against the WBC national title. She fought the girl who was a WBC USA national champion. Mm, And she actually lost a split decision. So one of the judges in New York gave Penny the bout. So this was a very tough fight for for Fon. Mm -hmm. And we knew it was a tough fight. But unfortunately, there wasn't really a lot out there on short notice. So props to to Penny um, and, and Carly for taking the fight. Yeah, thanks to Carly. We'd l- we want to bring Carly back. So oh, yeah. she's great. Yeah, yeah. South and Australian gym, yeah. And yeah, and thanks yeah. to Boz Martial Arts. And I'd love Penny. to bring Penny back. I thought she was bloody exciting the way she fought. Um, and, you know, she's tough and highly skilled. And this was a tough fight for Fon. Um, Penny, the shorter fighter, she's uh, four foot 11 um, and just strongly built. And she came at Fon with heavy hands, hard hands in that first. Well, all, all the five rounds, she came out fine. And, um, you know, you, you, you could look at that and go, geez, if Penny lands some shots, um, some hard shots, two or three in a row, she could really, you know, do some damage to Fon. If not, maybe could stop her. But such was Fon's IQ game and defensive ability as well as her striking. Um, Penny wasn't able to land those heavy hands too much. She, she, a few got through. Um, but Fon on that, on that back foot, she fought a very smart but aggressive fight herself. Wrapped her up in the clinch when she needed to. A lot of step-up knees, Gav. Yep. Um, and Fon gave back some hands of her own and, and really kicked the body well. Um, and, I, and I think being the taller opponent, I think Penny might have found it a little bit difficult mm. just trying to find some range there against Fon. And when you've got a girl like Fon who's undefeated and, and, and an IQ fighter as well as aggressive, um, it really did make for a great match. What, what was your take, Gav? Yeah, I mean, we knew about Penny. I'd watched all of it, Penny's videos coming into this fight after he'd matched it. So firstly, thank you for matching that, Darius. I know it was hard after we'd Pressure was on, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> so we had... <laughs> see, had so and, and secondly, thanks to Fon for keeping her cool while we were trying to match it. Because, you know, when you're, in, when you're in camp and you don't have an opponent, it's, trying to ha- it's hard mm. trying to be motivated. So... Uh, kudos Such to Fon. Such her way, though. She kept, she didn't yeah, she kept chipping away, and I said, look, we'll get you an opponent, which we did, Darius, which she did, frankly. So I don't like to match my own fighters, so I'll let Darius yep. go to work on that. So firstly, thank you uh, to yourself, and then, as I said earlier, thanks to Penny and, and to to uh, Boar's Martial Arts for coming across, Carly, uh, yeah. and Carly for coming across from South Australia. We'd watched her fights. Uh, we knew that she had very strong hands. Again, pretty much similar to how I was coaching Vinny for this fight was, you know, she's a shorter opponent. 
keep long, stay long with your jabs and your push kicks and your low kicks and your body kicks, and then don't fight in there mid-range, s- s- uh, take the distance, and then fight in the clinch. And I think Fon executed on that. But the one thing that I've really liked about Fon on this one was uh, her hands had sharpened up. But hands also, are great. But Silky also smooth. as well, we've been... As a, but as a gym, I, I, I also work in my gym and I'm st- starting to execute on my fighters is if you miss... Miss from orthodox, you step into southpaw and you wait in southpaw, and then you score in southpaw. And then if you're yep. getting rushed in orthodox, you step back into southpaw and again Change up score. Again. So I'm trying to like execute that more. But with both Vincent and with Fon, as a coach, I was really happy to see that. But I was also happy to uh, see Fon um, making Penny miss and then count, yeah. counter a lot. So, and again, Fon's uh, really good at counter kicking left or right yes she was she moving into orthodox and southpaw really well which she switched it up beautifully on. gav yep. yeah so she did she really um, did oh you're a good coach gav uh but um <laughs> but no it's not me it's just a fight i'm just a vehicle to get them there but uh but to fun i hope for fun for this fight as she said post interview i've always said for fun she's got the uh ability same with Vinny. And I think now that she's they can go a lot further in their careers. Yeah, both and I of think them. now that she's fought Fenny, uh, uh, Penny, sorry, as you said, Fenny, <laughs> no, not fentanyl. Uh, as you <laughs> said, as she's fought Penny now, who's had a lot more fight experience, Darius, and and Fon's coming into and she's tough as hell. Yeah, tough Penny as well. Was yeah, it was a great fight for Fon. and Fon coming into double digits next. Penny you know, was a favourite. I, I I said to Vinny and to 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 Fon, I, I believe that next year they'll be state, they'll be national champions. I really do. because they 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 were. The work ethic in the gym is second to none. Well, I think they definitely deserve, um, yeah. um, you know, national shots. Um, yeah. no, not their next fights, but 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 some point next year they they both yep. deserve a crack. So yep. it's up to you guys to to execute that for the win. But mm. they des- they they definitely deserve the opportunity. And we're not being biased here to Gaz Fighters because you look at all the champions we've had on our show the last five years. Um, they've all come from other gyms, so you know we look after everyone. But I think. For Fon and for Vinny, the, the the time is near. Um, mm. They've got to step future's up. Bright. The, the, the future's, future's bright. bright. They'll, they'll step up their opponents now. Each fight, there's no easy fights for Fon. T Ford, um, yeah. will, will she'll yeah, be. That's a cracker of a fight. Oh, undefeated. Cr- oh well, uh, she's had one loss, but one loss, Fon's yeah. undefeated. You know, that's a really good fight at 52 kilos. T uh, for her size, she's a very good clincher, very strong. Yeah. Um, I know Fon's good in the clinch, but but T Ford will will definitely bring that that clinch game. Which will make for for an interesting bout. I'm sure you guys will have your plans, as will um, as will Adam and the pursuit coaches. But that really uh, is a, is a, a, a great fight. And if if one can beat Tia, I don't think there's too much left in WA for her. I think she definitely has to step up national. national. She was and, saying and, that. And same <coughs> for Tia. You know, if Tia beats Fon, then you know, huge props to Tia. Yeah. And this she, fight's got to happen. She, it's yeah, got to happen. Last, last one in WA. That's and got to got happen. To and happen. let's be very clear. State title. Let's be very clear. Happen. This is not a call out. Adam yeah. Bailey and I have spoken about this fight uh, for quite some time now. So it's 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 not a call out. Adam's they, they, their camp. They're the same. They want the fight as well. So it's all good. It was just injury that prevented it. Well, we just want to see the fight. Yeah, the right. We'd love to see a great fight. If Tia, if Tia wins, um, she's going to be eight or nine bouts, one loss, and she's got a massive career herself. Um, to take on over east and and our show in the future, so um, look, exciting real, future ahead. Yeah, look, it is, and you know, uh, uh, once again, to Penny, she's still got a great future as well. Um, Penny's tough man, and she's highly skilled. So, um, you know, uh, uh, with, with those hands that she's got, she will catch girls and put them down with those hands, put them to sleep. I reckon. Yeah, can't wait for that fight to go online. Everybody have a have a watch MTGP yeah. Australia when it goes online. Have a watch. 
So yeah, pr- props to Fon and uh, I will. Interesting, um, interesting uh, with, with Fon and Al both in camp together and both being. They're very in Bali now, aren't they? Yeah, they're in Bali, yeah, but both, both being very, su- both very successful. They're in the on night. the Bintangs. <laughs> I don't think Al would be in the Bintangs. Would they he? sent me a picture actually, no. just as a bit of a memo, as a joke. <laughs> and, then Vi- and then Vinny bless him sent me a photograph of him on the Chang. <laughs> Oh, right, so, so he's, he's in, in he's Bali he's Vinny, well. No, Vinny's in, he's Thailand. in Thailand. Right, oh, right. He's so he's on the chain. took a well-earned rest after the fight camps to need it. A lot yeah. of fighters, just digressing here, guys, a lot of yeah. fighters do, after after a big training, after a big camp, and oh, then yeah. uh, obviously after a fight, they normally book having a nice little holiday. Well, you can't do it all the time. It's not sustainable. Boom, yeah, so you go away for Thailand. Or physically and mentally, for especially oh, if fighters are Those working. haven't fought, they'd have no idea. Yeah, what yeah no. Especially if you're working full-time as well. Exactly right. Like our... Put your hair down. Yeah, let and then go. get back in the gym. Yeah, because if you, my old coach, <laughs> you said to me, if you, if once you fight and you go off, I don't want to see you for two weeks. Go off yeah. and let your hair down. Do all the naughty things that you can't do when you're in fight camp. Yeah, get that blow, have a blowout. Come get out back, your system. Come, come back. Come back, and then because if you don't, you just you just get burnt out. You yeah. get sick of the gym, and you don't miss the gym. You got to miss the gym to come back to the gym. Mm. Yep, and and start planning for your next bout. Yeah. Um, anyway, yep. talk about the next bout. Well We're done. That's a good segue. Fight good segue. Uh, with a winner of. Fight number eight, really big fight. We've got Fun back um, just after her WBC state title win on the last Muay Thai Grand Prix. Really exciting fight against Penny Godfrey from South Australia. Um, a little bit more experience than you, but certainly didn't see that in the ring. Um, obviously, knowing that she had a bit more experience, she was quite strong, you know, a little bit shorter. What, how did your fight camp look and what did your preparations look like? I think we knew she was going to be shorter, but... She's fought, I remember seeing her first fight maybe being at 58 and she did quite well from what I could track back on the photos and I was like, man, if she can fight at 58 at that height, she's going to have some some very solid strengths to her. So the game plan at the gym was just to keep long. I don't think I'm like a tall, lanky fighter by any means. Now that I'm moving down in weight class a little bit more, but the game plan was jabs, tapes and really use the ring coming in and out of Southpaw, back into Orthodox and turning off and just kind of waiting for them to show the, throw their shot. We practiced that a lot and then just countering. And it kind of, it, it fell nicely into my countering style. So, yeah, I mean, she was, she was tough. Like, that little smile, she's there, you're just like... <laughs> but, yeah, no, she brought it and it was, it was fun, but by no means easy at all. Well, um, yeah, it d- certainly didn't look easy um, for, for either of you, but you... You fought very well and seeing, just seeing like different strikes and it wasn't just the same thing over and over again. It was like she had you against the ropes and you were able to, to clinch her. She, you were able to elbow her and you were even able to kick her and move off from there. So it was really nice Muay Thai to watch. Um, definitely one to watch yourself and everyone out there re-watch that. Um, you know, what's next for you? You've captured the WBC state title. You've just fought, you know, interstate against an interstate opponent rather. Um, have you thought about or made any plans to as to what's next for you? Um, I think there's – in WA, the opponents are kind of starting to dwindle and maybe there's like one or two people that I'd love to fight before it's like, well, you know, who else? But um, it seems like in the last six months that 53 to 55 division interstate has really been picking up. Um, there were a couple of other girls on tonight um, on Hardcore that I was really keen to watch. Um, so I'll definitely go and see the results of those. But I think interstate 
that was Penny was my first interstate fight, and there's always the kind of question in the back of your mind. It's like, okay, yeah, state champ, but am I like state interstate worthy? Like, am I on that level? And I think fighting Penny and proving that, okay, like, here's what's out there. Like, I'm ready to, yeah, hopefully, uh, if Gavin Darius, you know, want to fly people over, like, I'm going to be great, but I'd love to get an invite over east. And, you know, I think my time in the sport is. I don't want to say limited, but I got things as well that I want to do as, you know, a person and a, a woman. And <laughs> I want to make the most of this, you know, journey while I can. And yeah, so more fights would be great. And it's kind of no no plans locked in yet, but, you know, I'm here and waiting. So Yeah, amazing. And obviously you had um, a bit of time off with injuries and things like that. So it's great to see you come back and come back really strong. Um, definitely one that I've been watching for quite a while. So every time you come in it's it's something new and better um I just want to talk, touch on quickly you've obviously got your your partner Al fighting tonight and I know we're going to finish this up real quick <laughs> um but what's it like you know he's fighting at a, at a world level and you're fighting at an Australian level you're both training at different gyms what's that dynamic like and is there any challenges that come with that I think people assume that it's like tricky because it's like oh two fighters in the same household but I think it actually makes it a lot easier than one person being a fighter, the other person having another hobby, because we really do just understand each other. We know the, the demands that this sport, you know, bring, um, whether it's training regime, like rest, recovery, diet. Um, so he, yeah, he's super supportive and I try and be the most supportive partner I can. Um, he's just incredible. Like, for only 16 fights to be fighting for a world championship, like, I mean... I, we've seen him come up the ranks, literally state, national, international, and I'm just so proud of him. And I was, I was telling everyone, they're like, "Are you excited for your fight?" I'm like, "Yes, I'm excited, but I'm actually more excited to watch Alex." So, I don't know what else to say. So it's, you know, this win I hope inspired him to, you know, get the win as well. And I, I have no doubt he's, he's the best in the world for heavyweight. People underestimate him, but he's a scary man in the ring. A big softy at home. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is, and it's a fight that we've been looking forward to all night. Um, is there anyone at home or here in the crowd tonight that you'd like to thank? Um, firstly, I'd like to thank um, Darius, Gav and Nicola and MTGP for putting on a fantastic show, flying me in an interstate opponent. opponent. Um, Penny Godfrey for coming over. I really, really appreciate you kind of got a semi-late call-up, and I'm so grateful that you and your team came over and brought the fight. Um, all my friends and family and everyone at the gym for always, always showing just unwavering support and always there for me and can do anything they can to help. And, and of course, my partner, Alex, and just being, yeah, being my, almost my, my idol. Like, he's, he's just a real person there in front of me, but he's just achieving greatness. And it's, yeah, it's amazing. I'm very proud to, to call him mine. <laughs> That's really inspiring. Really awesome to see you guys uh, climbing the ranks and achieving your goals. Um, we won't keep you any longer. I know you want to get out there and, and watch Al, but congratulations on the win. Um, super excited to see what's next for you, and let's go, Al. Let's go, Al. Thanks, Victoria. No worries. Let's go, Al. This is Moody um, pushing us right along here. <laughs> so here we go to the swift clock. Bout number time. nine. We've got two bouts to go. This was a really good fight, very good fight, um, and I expected nothing less. But once again, thank you to Nick Atkins from Fight HQ. 
um, for being sponsors of uh, for us for this show. And so great to have Nick. Darius. Yes, providing t-shirts. Uh, great nice to have shirts, n- by the way. Great to have Nick on board. Yes, they were, they were awesome. Um, and everyone support Nick Atkins with Infliction coming up. He's got an amazing four woman tournament ten k for ten grand, which WA's Brony. Our own Bryony Soden. Our WBC national champion, yes. Bryony. Yep, she's in it. Um, a few other Eastern States girls as well. I think Dory Duncan is one Dory, of them. She's Dory so Dun- more amazing. Dory yeah, Dunn- Duncan, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. So, look, that's, so everyone support um, Infliction and Nick Atkins and tune into that because I know I will be. Um, but <laughs> Mary Brockman from... Flag out. Mary Brockman finally, after um, many tries uh, of uh, matching him, uh, we have had him match versus Kian Lockheed a few times. It's never worked out with injuries from both guys. COVID. And COVID, sorry, yeah. Bloody but Murray COVID. Brockman from Kalamunda Kickboxing. <laughs> oh, good fight. With a bit of help from Pursuit uh, in his camp. Uh, yeah. Versus uh, the very highly uh, highly skilled Maxi Max Mill from Ridge's Gym. This was at 63 kilos. And a three-by-three three match. I tell you what, Murray Brockman, he took a little while to get going. But once he got going, that boy has got some heavy hands. Mm. And he, will, um, he will do very well. At this weight, uh, he, he has fought You're a rocky bit. Like queen he's fought a bit too heavy. Uh, these last 60, few 63. I reckon he's 61 60, to 63. I reckon, he could, I reckon he could drop to, uh, or even 62, but the heavy hands he's got he's at got 60, hands, 62, Darius. 63, he has. Thank he's you, Gab. 62 to 63 kilos. You're rocky like queen in a concert. Yep, he's got some, he's got some heavy hands. Um, however, uh, this is Muay Thai, guys, and Max Milne um, executed his defensive game plan versus heavy hands. Mm. Beautifully, um, in typical Riddler style. Um, in that first round, Max really did keep him at bay um, with teeps and, and kicks. And every time, um, every time, one thing that stood out for me, and this is this is something that everyone should listen to. That's 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 fighting. Don't ever underestimate teeps. Mm-hmm. Teeps the best weapon in my because time. teeps is your best defensive weapon. I, I I still love the jab as well, but teeps is the jab with the feet. Is that, is that a feet jab? Yeah, well, sorry, sorry, yeah, and. Every time Murray came in with heavy hands, Max yeah. teeped him. Now, if Murray had walked through those teeps mm. and showed no discomfort, mm. no unbalance, yeah. and was able to connect those hands that he was halfway throwing with Max, mm. then the teeps would not have mattered. M- Murray would have would have won those close rounds. Yeah. But such was the accuracy, the timing, and the power of Max's teeps that when they landed on Murray, Murray would take two or three steps back. So let's educate the listeners there, Darius, on using the teep. So if you don't know how to use a teep or what the teep is, go and watch Samar Payakaroon. Mm, best teep of 100%. all time. Golden era. George Mann. Yeah, well, I was going to say. George, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, your thunder. Pachit Sid Yong Tong, an Ovener Golden Ori, Fatashun Sito, who is one of the best uh, teepers of all time. For me, teeping in the middle of the ring. If you teep in the middle of the ring, you're controlling the fight, yep. and the teep is the best weapon. Especially if they're not the landing. Best, the best weapon for me is the teep, and I've said it, and, I, and my fighters use it, and it's the best weapon of all time. But it also can... Boring for some people who want to see blood and guts, but if you're not a Muay Thai purist, and you can't, con- you can control the fight, and your fighters can't get in and hurt you, that's why well the teep not is even the one. You don't even have to be a purist. you just got to be not wanting to get knocked out, and clearly that was yeah. Murray's intentions. Yeah. And, you know... Um, you know, if, if Murray had got a, you know, nothing against Max, but, you know, if Murray had landed some of those shots that he was firing off at him early in the fight, you know, he would have done some damage on Max, but such was Max's uh, skill in executing. And let's not forget for those listening, Muay Thai defense is part of scoring. I think people forget that. Teep is a very good defensive kick. Yep. If you're landing, and I suppose the reason why I mentioned this a little bit, there was a bit of conjecture out there um, on this bout. And for those listening, it, this bout was a draw. Um, so to be a draw in a three-round bounce yeah. because Max 
would have won the first two rounds, and then Murray dropped him with a beautiful body oh, shot drop? Okay. late in the third round and got the eight count right. Okay, so then yeah. that brings it back to that brings it back to um, a draw on points, and under the commission rules, uh, there's draws are allowed. Now, very so interestingly, are we going to stay with commission rules for MTGP then now because we have changed to MTA a bit? So we're going to stay. Is it WBC? Well, only because we can't do both. And yep. we don't do WBC, only do title fights. So that's yep. the re- that's the reason so why we do it. Yeah, yep. um, I'd, I'd, as you know, I'd love to do MTA sanctioned bouts for our amateurs. But while we do it as one show, we can't. But I think that's a chat the commission going to have to us anyway about having the the two separate shows because yeah. um, of the length of time. But that that's another discussion. Um, but so Max Milne got hurt. Max Milne got hurt late in the third round, and he looked. He looked in a bad. He looked in a bad way, and really? if that if that round, and I don't think I'm saying I'm, I think I'm saying the obvious. I'm not saying anything bad. I think Max is a great kid, and I'm and I'm and you know I'm mates with Riddler, so I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just calling it as it is. I think Max was in a bit of trouble late in that last round with that heavy shot, and I've got no doubt if Max had if Murray had landed a body shot in that same spot, I think Max would have gone down again. But um, he left it a little bit too late, and the bell went, and um, Max got the, the chocolates. Draw. Now the second round. Um, you know, it was it was very close. Um, I could see how Max got the round, but if judges had given it to Murray, I would not have been disappointed. I think it was that close around. I just think it comes down to that defensive technique. And getting back to those teeps, the reason why it's so important that we, we say this is because when Murray was mid-flight throwing his heavy hands, mm. Max would connect with the teep. And so that meant a few things. First of all, Murray would lose balance, take two or three steps back from the teep. But of course, more importantly, his hands that he was throwing at the time when he received the teep never connected. Mm. So it was a, it was it was a purely a defensive technique. Every time he landed the teep, and you know we're not talking one or two teeps around, we're talking multiple multiple teeps mm. that Max had landed. To be fair, have, to be fair to him, to deflect him then get in, Murray wasn't. Look, <sighs> I, I don't know that Murray wasn't. He wasn't. I mean, th- there's certain ways we 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 know how to. Well, certain ways you can deflect teeps if you see them. Yeah. Max's teeps were pretty quick, man. Um, mm. And I, I don't know if if it was just may- maybe Murray didn't see them, or if he saw them, he was trying to walk through them, or maybe he was just so intent on trying to land those hands that he was just he didn't care. He was just trying to bypass. Mm. Um, I reckon if they had their time again, or if there's a rematch, um, uh, with, with does that with deserve a rematch that bout, Darius? I, I think it's a rematch over five rounds. Wow. I think it's a beautiful let's fight over. They want it. They want it. Yeah, look, I will. And and you know, if 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 I was Murray, I suppose, and and you never know, Max might. And Max and Riddler might. Is that a state title, Darius? Um, is, has oh, Leo relinquished his state title now, or is Leo? No, still I think Leo's still the champ. Leo's still I think the Leo's champ. still the champ. So the yeah, I d- could then fight Leo. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're what ready for Leo just yet. In my opinion, I think no. I think Leo is a bit of an unsung hero and a lot sure. better than what people give him credit for. He's more natural. 20 plus bouts, well, yeah. Uh, look, look, Murray's in the 20 bout region as well. But like I said, Murray maybe could go 61, 62 kilos. But anyhow, um, if I was Murray, I'd, I'd work on, you know, I'd, I'd work on um, deflecting that, that teep and throwing that foot out of the way mm. and then come back with the leg chop. That's that's the way to counteract the teep if if you see them and, you know, if you get an opportunity. But Max's teeps were fast. Pace. Let's try and get this over five yeah. for February, Darius. Yeah, we will. Look, Ooh. but Max's Max's teeps were, were fast and they oh, connected. So, so good on Max. I think that was a perfect game plan yeah, um, against Murray. Beautiful. Uh, so teep was the weapon. And just he didn't do any damage versus Murray, but they were just so highly effective and they scored. Max. Scoring is the main point, right? Yeah. I just wanted to touch on base. I was saying the mod, the old golden era is, is if the fighters out there have not watched, watch Samar. 
watched Lumpa Kit, watched uh, Fatashun Sito, they were the masters of the tape, and then the golden day eras. I Koban. Say, I would say uh, Tuan Chai, um, Ritawida, George, our very own George Mann, all masters Beautiful of the tapes. tape, and then fakes fake teeth and then step in knees and then lock in the clinch. Uh, I mean, Max McVicker's IQ, Max I mean, he doesn't just have well. one weapon on the IQ, but his teeth is very good as well. Yeah. He just I doesn't. Say Max as well. He's just got a variety of different defensive techniques, so he, he kind of throws all of them, but if he concentrated on the teeth, I think he'd be renowned for it as well, but when he does fire the teeth, it's very successful for him. I love the teeth. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you, you just you, you named three fighters there from the Riddler camp. You know, there's mm-hmm. Danny, there's Max, and then there's George as well. Yeah. Was um in in um Darren's fighting career? Did he was he a taper? <laughs> um, he he was. I think it'd be fair to say that he's probably seen it since. He was probably more re- Darren's more renowned. Look, Riddler. One day I'm going to do a podcast or or a book or something. I'm going to I'm going to name my top 10, 20 fighters in WA. Uh, we should do a podcast anyway. Maybe yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll put Riddler down as as Definitely up there, if not um, one, of the best, one of the best clinches in WA. Hey Him Marish, and Eugene. I've got an idea for you. Let's do a bow tie night, food and meal, get Boondog in, and we'll get everybody interviewed, and we'll have a dinner meal, and then talk about the te- best 10 WA fighters and invite them as like a Hall of Fame. How well, good it's funny you say that because great. MTA yeah, are doing a dinner in the new year. Um, are they? Yeah, we could, we'd, we'd, I, I hope I'm not talking out of school, but we're, we're trying to arrange it as we speak. We're going to do a night and invite everyone. And Beautiful. It's not just MTA, it'll be open to anyone. Um, and it's going to be a celebration of, of, of WA uh, more Beautiful. Time. So watch this space on that one. But yeah, yeah. Great, great idea there, Gab. I know Riddler and Eugene, and then if you talk... Because Ri- yeah, Eugene's from Riddler as well, isn't he? Well, no. Originally, b- b- uh, Eugene was Bill Seth. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, Mung, yeah. Munghorn Mai. Yeah. And then he uh, moved, uh, I, I don't know what year, but he moved uh, to, to Riddler's. And then he defended his WMC world title belt from many, many times. With Yeah, with... But so Riddler was... Um, Riddle is probably the best technique fighter I've seen. I'm not saying the best, but the best. His 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 knee, his step up knees, his clinch, his 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 technique was picture perfect. Um, Eugene to me was probably the best near in the clinch I've ever seen, and Darren Kurovic by far. I shouldn't say by far to be disrespectful, but Kurovic was the best elbow fighter I've ever seen in the clinch. Wow. And I mean, I'm not talking WA for Darren Kurovic. I'm talking national. I'm International. Talking, I'm talking to anyone that I've seen fight live, and I haven't Ooh. seen everyone. But anyone that I've seen fight live, Darren Kubrick was... It's a big call. It's a big call, but speak to the to people you know my age, back in the 90s. <laughs> okay. I'm 50 <laughs> next month, thank you very much. Oh, um, but you talk to people our vintage, and there's, yeah. a, lot, there's a lot of us, uh, our vintage, that oh, no, still involved the Muay Thai from the 90s. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyone who's seen Kurovic will tell you that uh, no, his elbows were insane. Darren Kurovic, the big he, boss. He, the big boss at uh, KS. Boss, yeah, shout out to DC. His elbows were, were just... The, the best elbows I've seen, Eugene, probably the best knees in the clinch I've seen, yeah, and and Riddler just the best technique overall I've seen. Oh, um, very very. Oh, that's another. Femur. That's that'll be Riddler was more my female. More female. Didn't have um, and not saying anything out of school. I don't think wasn't renowned for strong hands, but didn't need to because his clinch game, his step up knee, dumps. Riddler's dumps were amazing. He 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 dumped yeah. fighters all over the place. All so right. Anyway, enough on that one. But yeah. yeah. Um, but well, that's another podcast in itself, I reckon, mate. One day. One yeah, day. That's one a day. night. That's a night out. That's a night Yeah, <laughs> we'll do something. <laughs> in and out. So, uh, so getting back to this fight, Titan. great uh, great fight by Max Milne, but great fight by Murray. When you get a drawn fight... That deserves um, a rematch, I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sure both coaches would agree, but that was... I'd love to say that over five rounds. Well, to, to be honest, I'd like to see Leo step up to national, get Leo the national chance, and then maybe yeah. vacate. Well, it's funny you say that, because I spoke to um, Jordan Fielding today, 
uh, from Adelaide. His boy Nick Keros is the 63.5 kilo national champ. Mm. He's booked for Feb, but wants to come over in June to fight mm. Leo. So mm. we'll speak to we'll speak to Roy and Blair, and we'll see if we can are make that happen. Are you, um, are, you allowed, are you allowed to talk about this fight on the podcast, well, bro? Well, we're putting, we're I've had a few. Like to put things Gav's, out. Gav's uh, given me a few beers on this podcast. I'm getting a bit loose with the lips. Put things out there. Uh, it's not. It's There's not no contract signed. You're allowed to put things out there as a thought process. And look, That's it's not. True. It's not it's done. True. It's not done and dusted. I'm, no. just, I'm just saying. Hey, and if you don't speak about it. How does it happen? It's true. And That's you know true. what? Uh, it, it it wouldn't bother me the slightest if domination wanted we to do it beforehand. Pro- we wouldn't jump it on any promoters if they've already matched. Yeah, yeah. And and like Leo yeah. is Leo's their boy. Leo's. Do- I, yeah, I love Leo's domination. I've worked. Domination. Yeah. I'm very proud that, that I've worked on domination for 15 plus years. Yeah. So Another another WA shirt. Yeah, that's the fight. They want no, no, you know, that's that's no problem for us. We'll we'll wait and then speak to them about Leo's fight after that or something. We'll work it out between us. But um, there's a good fight there somewhere. Leo deserves his national opportunity gap. Yeah, especially to win in the Nikon Tom against Jack. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, he deserves it. He's a deserved. He's a good boy, Leo. He's probably the. Is he is he the quietest man in WA Muay Thai? Well, he's Spider-Man's most humblest man. <laughs> he's very... He's, he's <laughs> the best barista. Yeah, well, he, he's, a sp- <laughs> he's the best joke. barista in uh, Muay Thai a, WA. That's what you call a callback, mate. That's a good joke. I like that. And uh, Leo wouldn't understand what that Peter Parker Spider-Man joke meant as well. Okay, there's <laughs> a bit of a backstory behind that. <laughs> yeah, Leo, of course, works in a very popular cafe down the road yeah. from me in uh, Apricot Village. I'd say he's the toughest and, barista. Uh, all the dads from school that I know um, always talk about this guy who makes the best coffee. And when I tell them... That he's, he's a tough a, man. He's, a, he's yeah. a nasty man in the ring. They don't believe me. I know. I know. <laughs> I tell them he's a, a fighter. They can't believe it because Leo's very quiet and doesn't talk about it much. <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, fight number nine ended in a draw. So we've got Max and Murray here today. Um, we all know I've been in this position before. Um, you know, I sort of saw the fight going. Max sort of on the back foot with a lot of kicks and teeps. And Murray uh, coming forward uh, with a lot of punches. Um, firstly, like, how, how did you think... I'll go to you first, Max. How did you think the fight went? Uh, I'd say it was a very, very well-matched fight between both of us. I think it was a bit of a bit of a clash of styles there, with the, the hands and pressure from Murray and myself being more on the back foot with my kicks. But I think uh, I think we both landed a lot of a lot of good clean shots in the fight, so I'm pretty happy with the decision. So awesome. There yeah. you go. And yourself, Murray? Yeah, yeah, pretty much what Max said. Yeah, just. I don't know, it's a good fight, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't do this stuff, eh? <laughs> yeah, I think um, definitely makes for um, what will be an interesting rematch in, in the near future, I hope. Um, obviously, for anyone that's sort of watching at home that hasn't seen the fight yet, um, it sort of did end with, in the last sort of 10 seconds, you sort of got dropped with a, a, with a body shot. I thought that, you know, you, got, you were going really well with those, um, landing those nice kicks. Um, but you got up before the end of the round, um, which we were all sort of like on the end of our seats. Um, but, you know, that sort of swayed the decision to, to be a draw. Um, so, yeah, I, I would love to see a rematch on Muay Thai Grand Prix if we can. Um, yeah. Well, um, let's just talk quickly about your fight camp and how that went. Uh, fight camp was, was amazing for me. I had um, a lot of solid weeks of very good training. Obviously, we got a lot of uh, very skilled people at the gym that I get to train with and Obviously, I love all my trainers and all my teammates, and um, being being staff at the gym now, teaching some of the classes and stuff. It's just a it's a good environment when all the all the people I'm teaching are cheering me on for my fight camp and stuff like that. So I'd say I couldn't have been more motivated and, and happy for uh, ready for this fight. So yeah. yeah, yeah, and no one brings a crowd like yourself, Max. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> and yourself, Murray. How yeah, you my, mine was awesome this time. I've um I've been training at Calamine Kickboxing, but I've gone to Pursuit to train with those guys, and they've got heaps of fighters around my weight, so it's way different. Did like. Completely different nutrition and stuff for this one, and 
yeah, it was just way better. I feel real good, so it's good to get a draw at least anyways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, there's certainly no losers here, especially in the crowd. Um, well, is there any, anyone that you'd like to thank? Uh, I would like to thank um, my parents and my trainers, uh, my girlfriend especially, uh, Kiara, thank you very much. Um, everyone at the gym who came down to support, um, Muay Thai Grand Prix and all the staff for having me on the show, and of course Mario for putting on a wicked fight, so awesome. yeah. And yourself, Mario? Yes, I am Pursuit, uh, Kalamanda, my missus as well, we get in trouble for that one. <laughs> <laughs> she did a lot of cooking and stuff for me. Um, yeah, just MTGP for putting it on, and yeah, Max as well. So. Yeah, awesome. All right, let's go for a round two then, hey? Thanks, guys. Right, yeah, let's move on to the last fight of the pro card, guys. We've already, uh, we already discussed the main fight. So number... Sponsored by who, Darius? About number 10, sponsored by... Who, Darius? Mandy Hopper. What a legend. Uh, a legend. MH Performance. We're high-fiving you, Mandy. We're high-fiving you in the studio. Thanks yes, for, Mandy. So much for your support. Big, big thank you and to Mandy And she's very Hopper. loyal as well. She always comes back. Yeah. Well, it's just uh, great. It's just great having... She's on the clock. She always comes back to number one or two. And I always say this, Bundy, but that podcast you did with her... I know. Her it's knowledge. Brilliant. That girl, she's, she's, she's not, only, not only is she a smart um, a businesswoman, she's very smart in her field. Yeah. And, and to hear her talk so passionately about her field it's it's really um inspiring for, it's inspiring it's for anyone i've got a, i've got a daughter who's just finished year 12 about to do her ATAR. i think mandy's a perfect example of people wanting to come through and find a career that they love that's a passion and make a career out of it because you hear you gotta find talk, your passion yeah you hear her talk and she could talk about her her um you know her, her specialties all day all is day. the fact if she's so knowledgeable boondy, you're not working are you? it's hosting, very true but big thanks to mandy hosting. thank you so much um <laughs> for being a sponsor for us over the years Okay, this bout was interesting. Uh, Lemo Connor at his new gym, Monsters Inc. I believe this was his second bout second at his bout. new gym, mm. and he fought uh, Cody Basso Brusa, mm. who's what a MTGP regular from Riddler's Gym. What weight was this? Seventy-two point five kilos, and this was a five by three. And I've got to say, guys, I'm just going to come straight out the bat and say this: um, I was surprised in Lemo Connor. I wasn't surprised. Well, this is the first time I I, I didn't work. I missed... You missed domination. I missed domination. I can't remember what I had. I had with my, my daughter's nights. I did actually say on the podcast. Well, he fought your boy. A good he, fight. he fought our boy James from GDG, yeah, didn't he? he so he had a really good look at him. He beat J James pretty convincingly. Mm. Uh, but Liam's so big. I mean, Cody is not small for 72.5, and, mm. and Liam was he far was bigger. physically looking big. He, ha he, he has definitely changed, bigger. and props oh. goes to James Bertolami and Monsters because they put the... He must have trained hard. They put the time in him, and Liam is a different fighter. Um, Cody Bassabrusa, we know what Cody uh, brings. He's he's highly skilled. He comes forward. He never backs down. I believe Liam won this fight just in his tenacity and his rapid amount of shots, but his size. Mm. I just think he was big, too big for Cody. He's got head kicks that come from nowhere. He's got yeah. long, because he's so tall, he's got these long legs. He's got and big scissor kicks. He has, and Cody really defended well, by the way. It must be said that Cody had a high guard. I'm sure Riddler was in his ear throughout the five rounds. Keep your guard nice and high. Because Liam's, um, he's like the rubber man. He's a little bit, he's still a little bit unorthodox. Mm. He was very unorthodox previously. Um, a lot of that is gone, but he's still got some unorthodox stuff like these spinning elbows and he's, he's got a head kick that when you can see him, he doesn't look like he's in a position to throw a head kick, but he, he does and it lands. Nowhere, yeah. So he, it's like the tax money, it comes out of nowhere. Comes out of nowhere. But for Liam, what was, imp what was impressive to me besides his size is that his work rate, he does not stop. Yeah. yeah. He, and, and most of his strikes are on the back foot because Cody was coming forward. Mm. Cody didn't give a shit. He was getting peppered, but he kept coming forward. Cody did not back down one bit. But I think that played in Liam's 
favour a little bit. Liam mm. started to get comfortable on that back foot. He was waiting for the space, and when Cody stepped forward, up would come a big kick, whether it be high or low, and he was landing. He was doing damage on Cody with those kicks. It almost felt like Liam changed his style a little bit and just waited for Cody to come forward because he just knew that's what you're going to get with Cody. Mm. So I thought Liam was very tricky. He had angles and shots coming from nowhere. I thought Cody was very gallant, um, but Liam's a different fighter. So, mm. so props to James and, and to Monsters Inc. Jim because um, I think Liam at 72.5 I think Liam at 72.5 kilos mm. um, he's he a looks dangerous bigger than 72.5 he just looks imposing I think he's a dangerous proposition to anyone um, I was just trying to, trying to think that who, weight. just trying to think who's next for him Darius well I mean he's not I mean the top level of that weight for Perth boys is Lucas Sayer. Uh, yep. he's, he's not ready for Lucas no just yet. Way. But, no um, way. But then what's next, when you look at the next tier of 72.5 kilos, my, my it's journey. a weight division that's probably not as, sh- was fair to not say, it's not as strong as 63.5 to 65.67. Um, so there's not a lot of top level guys at 72.5. So I think Liam will make his mark at that division. Um, and look, he's going to have to have some big wins before you even consider Lucas Sayer fighting him because... Mm. To me, Lucas A is just top of the tree mm. um, for any weight division in Perth, let alone fantastic. Seventy-two point five. Lucas, Lucas is yeah. um, fantastic. Um, Lucas versus Joe Ryan would be a good fight later on in the year, Darren. Yes, Joe Ryan from the UK. He's the, the national UK champion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that that's a great fight. Look, I think European, Lucas will fight European, anyone European internationally. WMO world champion. I yep. think he might be fighting in Australia. He is. He is the back end. Mid next year, isn't it? Mid next year, yeah, mm. and. I'll tell everybody, we've got him for October for next year. We've <laughs> got him secured. We just haven't matched him yet, but I don't think that'll be an issue. <laughs> what about my debut fight? <laughs> Are you going to go to the old people's home and <laughs> get a match? <laughs> so that's an exclusive, Darius. We have Joe yeah. Ryan for October next year. Yes, thank you for sharing that with everyone, Gav. I, wasn't, I didn't realise we are going to do that, but I, I don't think there's any harm in telling, we, telling we, everyone. It's a year away, so let's not get too excited yet. Yeah, we've got two more shows before we just, then. We're just call, have you guys had too many beers, mate? You're just calling no, out no, names, no, mate. What one one beer, Boondog. But yeah, it we're, like not, we're not announcing. No, I went to watch him. Oh, right, I went to watch him fight Rajdam Nern, and I t- had a chat with his dad. And he's, you know, pr- he's impressive. Darius was asking me to try and find some really good superstars for next year. And you he's know, only nineteen, isn't uh, he? Yeah, he's only nineteen. Yeah, yeah we've yeah. managed to get Joe Ryan. He's, um, yeah, I'll talk about his credentials on the next podcast. Yeah, for now, yeah, but yeah. yeah we'll, we'll Once we've we'll matched him, we'll announce we'll, it. We may even get him on before the before he's bout. So we'll get him on before the October show. Let's get back. Let's get back to the fight number ten. Sorry, I think I've covered it. Yeah. Yeah, we're done. Have you got anything to... to oh, I would just like... For me, just to close, I would just like to say... Wait, thank sorry, no, just on this bout before... On the bout, yeah, this, yeah. On this bout... Uh, Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it, but... Yeah, as I said, uh, both boys are 72.5. There's not many active fighters in mm. WA for yeah. 72.5. It's a tricky weight category, if I'm honest. You know, you've got... Um, yeah, I think Lu- Lucas Lay is, is the big one to aim for for these boys. Uh, probably a few more... Uh, I think there's a bit of a gap. There's a bit of a gap in WA for Lucas. Yeah, I think he's. Thank you, Darius. Lucas is international level. His two wins against Payak are amazing. He's definitely international level to me. Is Lucas? Yeah. But let's listen to Liam's interview. Here we are at Muay Thai Grand Prix, fight number ten. We've got our winner, Liam O'Connor from Monsters. Really amazing fight. Quite impressed with the way you moved in that fight. On the back foot, obviously, Cody was coming forward most of the fight and you were able to really land some beautiful shots. 
um, I saw that taped to the face a few times and that was, I think that rocked him a little bit um, and I think it was the third or fourth round and I wasn't sure if he was coming back from that. Uh, but you kept landing it, kept landing some clean uh, kicks. It was really, really beautiful to watch. You. Um, did you did you prep for that in your fight? Were you expecting him to come forward? What did your camp look like? Uh, well, we knew um, he would probably try to come forward and bully me a bit. He fought my teammate Dion Alderton, who showed the way to beat him, I think. <laughs> Thank you, Dion. Um, he went up and went to fight Dion, and I've come up to fight him. So we, we thought he'll be thinking I'm smaller. I'll be easy to bully in that sort of movement. And keeping our distance, those kicks are always a thing. And we definitely drilled the uh, teeps, especially to the body. Didn't really think about doing it to the head when I was in there. I saw our height difference was a bit apparent, so I thought it would actually be easier to flick a few of them up after I hit him to the body. And yeah, it just kept landing because now I'll mix it back to the body, then back to the head. You didn't really know what we were doing, yeah. And what was, what was going through your mind when you saw that um, he was wobbled in that round and then the, the ref came in and sort of gave him an eight count? I hope this is over. <laughs> he, he keeps a lot of pressure. We knew he's a high-volume um, type fighter. Ridley's gym, they love their one-two kick and they do it all night long, you know? So we knew he would be coming constantly, so... I was really hoping actually when it rocked him and I was trying to land a few of my bigger head kicks, those are probably my favourite techniques. I was hoping he would go down and stay down, but my tough guy is and just kudos to Jimmy's from Ridley's gym, it's a fantastic gym. He knew what to do to stay in there. So I was hoping he'd stay down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really interesting fight. I think you both brought your game tonight and we saw a really good side of both of you. I think you brought out yeah. you know, the best in each other. Yeah. Obviously, you've come out victorious. Um, what's next for you? Have, you? have you thought about that yet? I'm off to Thailand for hopefully a couple of months again. I was there for three months earlier this year and I attribute that to a lot of my game improving, just getting my me mentality right And because um, I used to suffer a bit mentally during fights. I'll start well and then I'll just get into my own head a bit and spending time alone really I think is just making me... It didn't improve my game, it actually just brought my game out of me. And so I really want to go back there. I've already actually booked my flight for next Sunday. So I'm hoping my shins can heal up a bit so I can train actually a bit better. But Hopefully one or two more fights for the year and that'll be me for a few months, I reckon. Yeah, awesome. I mean, Thailand seems to be the recipe for a lot of fighters um, as of late and, you know, just being there myself, you can, you can sort of just live the life, can't you, and just not worry about much else. So, yeah, good luck for that. Um, is there anyone at home or in the crowd that you'd like to, to thank today? Uh, there's a many. Uh, Monsters Inc. just for taking me in after I was left without a gym um, due to un unfortunate circumstances early last year and they've really taken me in and really helped me. There's way too many people to name. They don't know who they are. And a uh, big shout out to Brian Kingwell, my original coach, who sent me to Monsters when the original gym closed. I wouldn't be here for, 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 for Brian. And uh, he shout out to my mate Dean because he asked me to shout him out if I win. <laughs> Got you, Dean. Awesome. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're on to the main event now. Um, congratulations, Liam. I'm looking forward to see what's next. And we're back. <sighs> yeah, but I would just like to say, I'd just like yeah. to close on, uh, firstly, thanks to Darius, Nick, uh, all our sponsors, all of the fighters, all of the coaches. Uh, we touched on Alex and Lyndon. Lyndon brought the uh, characteristics and a bit of a showman. Bit of a showman, yeah. showman to yeah. Perth town. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Alex, uh, you know, who we've helped climb through the state, national, national ranks, international, and now, <laughs> as I said earlier, Alex wakes up 
and is now the current WBC World Heavyweight title. How good is that? Champ is here. The champ. When you see your friends, it's amazing for If anybody asks you what are you, you say I'm the WBC World Heavyweight Champion. How good is that? And how good was he when he rocked up the raffles with Fontini the next day with his belt? Did he have the belt? Did he? Of course he did. I texted, I messaged him, said, make sure you wear the belt. He was going to anyway. I think he's walking through the raffles. Everyone's staring at this big Goliath walking through the world title belt over his shoulder. He was limping so he could slowly walk in to get the applause. Did everyone clap at that? Believe it made him have a beer. After yeah. many attempts of him saying, no, you finally succumbed. But look, that fight aside, um, that was amazing. Um, the Perth crowd, like we said, came out in numbers. Thank you to everyone for the support. That's to the fighters. That's to the coaches. That's for the sponsors. Fighters, coaches, undercard, pro card, it doesn't matter. They all were a massive part of the day. And, of course, from me, a big thank you to Gavin Nick. You know, Bundy, um, we're, uh, there's three of us. There's three of us that run MTGP, and um, it's in Australia. Uh, it, it, it's it's not easy. I know. We're, we're, we're you guys are working. You we're full time professionals with our day jobs. Yeah. We've got kids, and it's not a sob story. But the, the fact of the matter is, there's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And, and there was a few people that said, "Oh, you know, 31 bouts is probably too many bouts for the day." But it's like, well, who am I going to say no to? <laughs> they, you know, everyone, if people want to fight on our show, what coach or what fight am I going to say? Sorry. You can't fight on our show. Yeah. You know what I mean? So look, we, we embrace the fact that people do want to fight on our show. And, you know, we had platform. to call it. Give them a platform. We had to call it at 31 bouts. Um, we had another 15, 18 names that we just couldn't match. Normally, if you match 31, you end up with about 27 or 28 bouts. Yeah. But they all stuck. So, look, um, big thank you to everyone, uh, to Gavin and to Nick. We all worked. The three of us worked our ass off prior to the show, the day of the show, and then post the show the next day. We were still going. Big thank you to all our gym helpers. Big thank you to Triz. I don't think we should be naming everyone on here because I know I miss people. We put the post out. We thanked everyone. Look out for our February show last Saturday. February 25? I don't know what the date February is. It's the last Saturday of February. February. Yeah, February 25. I'll be back. But Look I'll out for like that one, people. I'll be back. Yeah, I'd just like to close. Have a great and safe Christmas. Yes. And we'll it is. see you. It sounds a bit short. A bit now, early for saying Christmas cheers. It does, yet. but it's not no, no, right. <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not bad. The jingles will be out soon. The Christmas yes. will be out soon. But just have a safe Happy and fantastic Crimble. Christmas. Have a great end to the year. Yes. And we will see you for February 2024. And coaches, I'll be messaging you soon for names to start matching for February. Thank you. And if you want to volunteer and help uh, by setting up the next MTGP, just drop us a line, DM us, and um, we'll work, we'll figure one. out something. We'll figure out something. But, uh, guys, Merry Christmas. Congratulations on a big show. And uh, I'll catch up with you and so Bundy, thank you so much to WA Muay Thai Media. And Tom, and Tom, and Tom, and, Tom. and, and, and Big Tommy. Tommy does a great job. into editing and cutting our show and filming. No, but thank you. It's, 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 it's a love. Mode. It's a passion project. It's a love I like doing. I love Muay Thai. I love this community. Your first paid gig was, uh, was, was for us guys. So <laughs> thank you for paying me. No, but thank you for the opportunity. You deserve it. Thank you. Thank you. See you later. Where are you going? <laughs> we out. We out.